it's time for the Crash Report. Available on all podcast platforms. The Crash Report starts now. Yo, what's happening? It's uh, episode number two of the Crash Report. I am Logan Crash, whatever you want, to, whatever the hell you want to call me, and I'm here with uh, Trent, the coral creature. Trent, what's going on, my man? Hey, how's it going, man? Glad to be back for episode two. You can watch the show on YouTube, the video version. You can also listen to the show on Apple, Spotify, a number of other places. Uh, at the moment, there's only two places that uh, we're waiting on approval from, Trent. What are those two places? Uh, we're waiting, I think, on iHeart, which is going to take a while, I'm sure, yeah. and Pandora. Nice. But uh, Oh, and maybe Google, but I think we're on Amazon. Uh, we're on a bunch of places I've never fucking heard of, too. If you can't find us, uh, there's a problem with you, not us, <laughs> at that yes, point. Yes, <laughs> because we are, we are everywhere. And I also believe that you can listen to podcasts on Spotify, mm-hmm. uh, even without premium. Yeah, I think you're right. So uh, there is no excuse. Uh, but this is episode number two of the Crash Report. Uh, from Ashes to New, uh, Matt, the rapper from From Ashes to New, is on the show this week. Uh, I think Trent is a big From Ashes to New fan. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan. I'm bigger than you. <laughs> oh, yes. Much, much yes. I think uh, you said you listened to the record on the way down here. Yeah, I listened to their new album that came out this year, I think. It came out this year, right? Panic. Yeah, that's yes. right. Yeah, because yeah. uh, we were, I think, talking in the interview that uh, was it the right record for the right time with everything going on. Oh, man, uh, I, th- I think it's a great record, but it, coming out in 2020 is just kind of a shame because you can't do anything with the record now. Yeah, you know, I've seen a number of bands this year drop albums, uh, like smaller bands, smaller than From Ashes to New, bands that still need to work on a fan base. And I don't understand the concept um, because you need to tour to support a record and you can't tour in the middle of a fucking pandemic. Yeah, but at the same time, you got to give the fans something so you still stay in the light, I guess. Sure, but if you don't have many fans to begin with, why would you put why would you put an (laughs) album out when you can't go out and hit the road? Yeah, but well, people are sitting at home not doing shit. So hopefully they find some better, some more music that they like, you know, I guess. Uh, so we're a little late here, but uh, Trent, did you have a good Thanksgiving? Because last time we did this, the first episode was right before Thanksgiving. Trent? Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was all right. With, you know, COVID, it was a small gathering, you know, just the important, you know, just the sisters, the mom, the dad. That's about it. Not a big family gathering at all. So it was like, yeah, it was okay. Trent has a YouTube channel, uh, Coral Gaming. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> and uh, go give you can go give him a subscribe. And it was Thanksgiving Day, and I'm at my parents' house, and Trent is messaging me a uh, comments that he received on his video that uh, once again he's ripping off Chiz plays. Did I send you that on Thanksgiving? Yes, you did. Oh God, <laughs> and, and, sorry. <laughs> and Trent uh, was bickering with the guy in the YouTube comments uh, about how he's not ripping off Chiz. Yeah, I I told you, man, I'll defend myself to any day of the week when it comes to that shit. Well, I, f- I just found it funny that you were 
uh, you, you commented and then you were like, happy Thanksgiving, by the way, <laughs> you know, or you were like, why are you arguing with me on Thanksgiving or, or whatever? Oh yeah. Cause you know, I was like, Hey man, maybe instead of arguing with me about this, maybe you should just be thankful that I'm trying to give this community more entertaining content because there's nobody else doing it really other than me and Chiz. So be a little bit more thankful. The community that he's referring to is the backyard sports, uh, community. Right. Where, uh, full-grown adults play children's games and <laughs> rage over them. Yeah, basically, that's what we do. <laughs> Are you tight with Chiz? Uh, I'm cool with him. I'm not going to say, like, we're super tight, but I'm part of his Discord. I chat with him. Uh, I'm in his uh, live streams every week. So, What does he think? I never got his opinion on my channel. I never asked oh, him. Oh, you never got his opinion? No, I never got his opinion. I never asked him to go watch any of my videos. Like, if he does, then... then so be it. I'm not going to bug him over it. It's like, I'm going to go do my thing. <laughs> what do you think he would say? I don't think he would say I'm copying him. And I've told him before, like, hey, man, you're a huge influence. And I told him, like, hey, man, you're a major part of the reason why I'm doing this stuff on YouTube. I saw that you started playing uh, <laughs> Nicktoons Racing on, <laughs> on your YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, I did. It was a good time, man. Uh, who is the mystery character in that? Because uh, I, I know you know the answer. Well, you have to watch the three-part nah, series to find out. You can't tell us who the mystery character is? <laughs> no, nope, can't do it. Not until the series is over. You have to go watch it on Coral Gaming. That's K-O-R-L Gaming. <laughs> Where did the name Coral Gaming come from? Oh, man, I was kind of saving that for like a, a special time. You really want me to tell you? <laughs> yes, go ahead. All right. What, what do you mean a special time? What, like, what, like, like when I like hit a thousand subscribers or something, like give the story behind it. Well, you can give that story on your channel. Sure, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that there's a lot of crossover here. Yeah, who knows? But all right, I'll tell the story. So when the Call of Duty first started popping with COD 4 and World at War, me and my friends, you know, were playing it every day, being in school. And we needed a clan name, and we were huge SpongeBob fans. So in SpongeBob, they used the word coral for cool. So we're like, why don't we use that? But we could only use four letters. Wait a second. What? <laughs> I've watched plenty of SpongeBob. I, I don't recall. Maybe I'm just an idiot not paying attention. I do not recall. Uh, a single instance where they use the word coral for the word cool. Yeah. You, you don't, you didn't, I can't tell you exactly which episode, but remember when Pearl was like, like as an example, like, Oh, that purse is so coral. Like, Ooh, you dad, you are uh, totally not coral. <laughs> uh, let, our, uh, it sounds so uncoral when you say it. Our resident audience member, Hunter over here, uh, you don't have to come out of the camera. Have you, uh, do you know what he's talking about? And he's, I think the big SpongeBob fans will know what I'm talking well, about. Well, he does like SpongeBob. He's got the first 100 episode box set in his bedroom. Do you well, know what he's talking about? Do you want about? to give that to me? <laughs> I would love that. Do you know what he's talking about? Yes or no? Okay, oh, yeah, we'll take that as a no. Uh, anyways, go on. Huh? I, I, I think I've heard of it. I've heard okay. of it. All right. I think it's the episode where Mr. Krez is hanging out with like, SpongeBob and Patrick trying mm. to be feel young again. So that's where the name came from? Yeah, because, yeah, so in theory, it's really cool creature, but we had to change it up because we, we need to make it four letters. So it's K-O-R-L instead of coral. And why do you go with cool or why do you go with creature? Sorry. Because I'm a huge emotionless and white fan and I took their thing as creatures and gave myself that. So speaking of emotionless and white, uh, your shirt says, I love balls. Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, uh, it does. What is the reference to that? Uh, well, Motionless and White used to have a, 
a member of the band and his last name was Balls. Josh Balls was his name. And when he left the band, that's when I got the shirt and it says I Heart Balls because that's his last name. Simple as that. <laughs> wow. Trent loves balls, guys. Yep, yep. I love balls. Love them. <laughs> You know, I, uh, Trent, I have, I have had a number of people ask me, uh, they listened to the first episode. Okay. And, uh, the, the people want to know, do you have, if you have any more, uh, bombshell groundbreaking stories, uh, like your Taco Bell story. Uh, if you didn't hear the first episode, go back and check it out. And it's towards the end. And Trent, uh, he messaged me and said, I have this great Taco Bell story that I want to tell on the show. So, you know, all right, cool. And he comes out with this just fucking god-awful story about (laughs) how Taco Bell was closed at 1030, as if it was some bombshell moment in his life. I don't think it was that bad. (laughs) It was horrible. I was was really waiting for a great story. There was, like, no punchline. There was no point to the story other than they were closed. I I I I kind of got a conclusion to the story. If you want to hear it. What was the conclusion? Um, that you skipped town to another one and, and got your food? Well, no, I'm pretty sure uh, they had to close because somebody in there got COVID, I'm guessing. So they, because I just went there yesterday and they were open at like 1.30 a.m. <laughs> so I think they shut down for two weeks because of COVID. So. <laughs> oh, so, uh, oh, so they were closed the whole day you went. Yeah, I guess so. Because I, I checked again. It's like they weren't even open at like two o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, oh, shit. Maybe it's COVID, and then sure as shit, they're open now after like two weeks. I see. Yeah. No so. more bombshell stories like that, though, huh? Uh, not for Taco Bell, but I'll let you know if they piss I, me off. I, well, again. I've had people requesting, like, "Oh my god, that was such a great story." We, I would love to hear some more wild uh, adventures in Trent's life. Well, tell them if they want to talk Taco Bell to come to my channel and leave comments. I'll talk to them all day about it. I heard you hit a hundred subscribers on your channel. Yeah, I did, man. Very happy about it. Yeah, I do. Uh, I have seen your channel growing quite a bit. Yeah, it's growing faster than uh, I was I was expecting, actually, because on the podcast last week, I said probably mid-December I'd get 100. No, I hit 100 already, so. It's because of the groundbreaking podcast that we're doing here, all the uh, <laughs> the 16 subscribers that we have. Oh, yeah. Have, the, uh, came over to Coral Gaming. Yeah, those 16 are already diehard, supporting us everywhere, you know. <laughs> Uh, did you see about the uh, woman that made her husband uh, return his PS5? I did see that, man. Yeah. What did what did they what did the uh, husband say it was? Uh, I think he said it was uh, like a air purifier, yeah. I believe. Yeah. And to be fair, in the photo, uh, maybe we'll put a photo up here on the screen. But uh, the PS5 does look like the air purifier. Kind of a, like a Wi-Fi router also. But could you imagine spending $500 on a gaming system that is very hard to come by, and then your psycho-ass wife gets rid of it? I, I couldn't imagine that, dude. I, I would maybe choose with the PlayStation over the wife at that point. Well, the way... I, I can't even imagine how pissed you'd get, because I've seen the way that you rage over video games intended for eight-year-olds. I can't imagine... Uh, how you would react to your your girlfriend or whatever selling your PS5. I don't want to marry a woman that's like that, that's a, kind of like a psycho bitch like that. It's like, no, if you got to get rid of your fucking PlayStation. It's like, who the fuck are you? If we have the money, I'm buying the goddamn PlayStation. <laughs> if you don't like it, you can fuck off. You know, Trent, I, uh, I've been on dating, and I still am coming across women that are friends with you. Are you still actively promoting your emo nights? 
Uh, well, with what's going on in the world, I can't run an emo night, so I'm not really. Don't you have one coming up though? Hopefully February. February. Hopefully. So I'm kind of waiting until this month is over to really put more money into promotion. Because I just don't want to just kind of throw it away, you know, if I can't do the event. Well, maybe you can meet a psycho woman at one of your emo nights who can sell your PS5. <laughs> you never know. Oh, <laughs> uh, while we're talking about crazy women, uh, are you familiar with Belle Delphine? Yes, uh, yes, I've heard the name. I've heard some stories. <laughs> yes, this is the woman that uh, sold her uh, bathwater. Her own bath water. She took a bath and, and sold it. And now, mm-hmm. I don't know how true this is because, honestly, I've never heard of her until recently. I don't get into all the internet trends. But I did see, like, I don't know, 50 people or something got herpes uh, from the bath water that they got from her. Are you serious? I swear to God. What the fuck? <laughs> Man, you, you literally, like, I'm so glad we didn't talk about this before the podcast because that's fucking wild, man. Yes, she, uh, or people got herpes from the bath water. Now, first of all, this is not the point of the story. This is not why we're bringing this up. But okay. first of all, I don't know anyone, uh, why in the hell you would buy somebody's bath water? I don't uh, understand. I think Hunter has to uh, go find a new room because he can't, he can't withhold the giggling over there. I, I guess so, man. <laughs> he, probably, he probably can't do the mic. You can probably hear him laughing over there. He's probably going to be our number one fan forever with those reactions. <laughs> you should see, uh, uh, everybody listening or watching, you should see how this guy acts every time it's time to do a new podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really acts like we are filming some high-budget, you know, uh, all-star cast movie. Yeah, seriously, it's like, I, I don't think we're that great, but I'm sure is glad you think we're that good. <laughs> Hopefully everybody else does. Yeah, I think he went to school and started telling people that he was on a podcast. Uh-oh. <laughs> Although, you know, he he goes to, like, uh, mullet high school. Everybody yeah. there has mullets. I, that's like, in his high school, that's all, like, what, 15 people? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is a farm school. I mean, it, it, they have, like, uh, bring your tractor to school day and, and shit like that. That's the most Ohio thing I've heard in a long time. Bring your tractor to school day. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I got a buddy of mine, the same one that was very curious about your bombshell Taco Bell story. Yeah. My buddy Steven. Maybe we'll get Steven on the show at some point because he is a funny guy. He was uh, He had never heard of a tractor pull before. No, I never heard of that. Do you know what a tractor pull is? I've heard of it. Have I ever been to one or seen anything of it? No. But do you know what it is? Uh, just kind of, is it like a parade of tractors? <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of, I have, no. No? No, okay. that's what he, he goes, uh, he goes, he lives in Texas and he goes, uh, oh, what's a tractor pull? Is that where they uh, they pull you around in, in, a, in a fucking tractor or something? And uh, no, I, I, I don't quite understand. It's not my thing. But uh, I think it's uh, something with like uh, a tractor basically see how much weight they can pull oh okay so it's a it's a competition basically yes it's okay a, uh, who's got the biggest dick competition oh, That's exactly okay. what it is <laughs> uh anyways uh the bell delphine thing uh that hunter was laughing about mm-hmm. yeah I, I don't know any uh anybody who would buy bath would you buy bath water from a uh, like a real hot chick like a girl uh, you're really into no never and she she was t- she was oh trent i uh i have this bath water that i was using and i'll uh, give you a discount i'll give it to you for ten dollars uh i don't kink shame but that's that's definitely not my thing like i need to, i don't need no bath water in my life <laughs> well Belle delphine uh she's on OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. uh did you know that yeah yeah that's i think that's how she mainly makes her money right i assume well yeah because she got banned from youtube yeah but now she's back on youtube oh 
Um, I guess she was uh, violating the sexual content policies. Oh, I can't, I, I can't ever imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> well, her argument was uh, the song WAP was, you know, the song WAP. Yeah, I think everybody knows it at this point. Yes, it was the number one video on YouTube for a while. Uh-huh. So she basically was saying that YouTube favors the mainstream celebrities and not the independent content creators. That so, might be true. Who knows? I think that's kind of how the world works sometimes. So, Well, they reinstated her, but so she is back on YouTube, but uh, she has uh, an OnlyFans, and on Christmas Day, she is releasing. Uh, Trent, have you? Do you know what I'm going to say? Do you know what she is releasing on Christmas Day? I I can only imagine. I have no idea, man. Tell me. <laughs> she is releasing her very first porno. Really? Yes. Oh, well, she is releasing a porno on Christmas Day with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm who's going to, I guess, remain anonymous. But the best part of this entire story okay. is what she is selling. Um, okay. I think she's going to put it up for auction. Well, I, I did see an interview with her. She was unsure as to uh, if she was going to put it as like a buy it now type thing where you just pay a flat price or if she was going to do an auction. But mm-hmm. Belle Delphine is selling <laughs> the condom that will be used in the porno. She's going to sell the used condom. Yes, she is going to be selling the used condom that will be used in her first porno that you can check out on OnlyFans on Christmas Day. This girl just keeps getting more and more wild. Like I, 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 she, Somehow I keep getting surprised by all this. I don't know how, but that's fucking wild. <laughs> you know, have you, uh, she has a video. There's only like one video that she has on YouTube and it's called I'm Back. Have you seen this? I don't think so. You have to watch it. I, I, uh, uh, I, I don't think I'm. I don't think either of us are uh, smart enough uh, with uh, technology. But I, I wish we could fire it up now. But is, um, is it a music video? Yes. Okay, I think I might have seen it then. I might have. It's uh, it's it's horrible. Um, <laughs> she's. I mean, it's very provocative. It's it's uh, it's not bad to watch. Mm-hmm. But it's the. I think it's somebody else singing. But it's it's absolutely terrible. It's like that. Um, it's like it's all it's it's like worse than that song. You remember that song that bitch I'm a cow, bitch I'm a cow, moo that song. Do you remember that? I have no idea what you're talking. about. Oh, you don't about. know what I'm talking about? Oh my god, <laughs> no. dude, it is worse than that. This thing <laughs> is horrible, absolutely horrible. Uh-huh. But anyways, yes, Belle Delphine has a porno coming out Christmas Day. So what do you do with this used condom to whoever the person that, that some for, buys it for whatever reason? What do you do with that? Well, Trent, I guess uh, you could own a piece of uh, internet history. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> you, you put that in a display and show it off to your friends and family. Like, look at this thing. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Grandma, look at this. This is a used condom from a porno. Uh, <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> what, what's a, what would you pay for something like that? Uh, you would have to pay me to take that off of somebody's hands. <laughs> but what if it was the the balls guy in your T-shirt or something? I love balls. And he was selling like a used condom of his. Oh. You're like a big motionless and white fan. Oh, yeah. Well, if we're going to go motionless and white, you know. I, yeah, of course. I'd be taking all their used condoms. No, I'm fucking kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm fucking kidding. <laughs> uh, what would you, what, if you were that kind of guy, though, if you were into that kind of thing, what would you pay for something like that? What is a fair price? <laughs> I want to Fucking Christ, hell if I know. Uh, somebody, I, I saw somebody suggest I, 50 grand. 
50 grand? 50 grand. I was thinking maybe a grand, not 50 grand. I mean, she is a celebrity, Trent. I Kind of. I don't know. Anybody could be a celebrity nowadays. Well, my thing is, is, is uh, one, if you got herpes from her bathwater, what are you going to get from the used condom? <laughs> yeah, seriously. But two, how do you know that it's actually the one that was used in the movie? That is true. You, I guess you wouldn't really know. No, because, I mean, it could be anybody's. Yeah, it could be anybody's or, fuck, it could just be the guy just, you know, just whacking off in it. And yeah, did, exactly. You're buying, touch bell. Yeah, you're buying some some random guy's jizz yeah, seriously. for 50K. <laughs> uh, my buddy Tyler is here. And uh, Tyler, can you come here really quick, please? Come on to the camera. This is a very, uh, we do things a little differently here. This is not, a, we're not uh, very serious here. It's like, that. it's a free for all. Uh, Tyler, why don't you uh, get into the mic there really quick and get onto the camera? Hunter, can is Tyler on the camera there? No, 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 no. Trent's camera. That one. It's, it's not on currently. The camera's not on. It, it's recording. Oh, okay. Well, don't even worry about it. It's fine. Get into yeah. Talk into the mic, uh, Trent or uh, Tyler. Hello. This is uh, my buddy Tyler. Tyler, what's going on, man? How much? How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Would you buy a used condom? Absolutely not. But what would you pay if it was if you were that kind of guy? What is a fair price to pay for a condom? Used yeah, condom from what? A dime. A dime. Yep. What if it was uh Tyler's a big Tim Allen guy? What if it was a used Tim Allen condom? A dime. A dime. Yep. I see. Yep. Uh all right, Tyler, thank you. No problem, thank you. <laughs> Tyler was not here last time, but he is here this time. Uh, Happy you know, to have him here. You know, I was gonna, what's that? Happy to have him here. You know, I was going to say, you and Tyler kind of remind me a lot of each other. Really? You guys kind of talk alike? How so? It's just very quietly? Uh, it's your voices. You guys uh, kind of have the same voices. And uh, I think you uh, guys are very similar to each other. I was telling Tyler today, I said, Trent is like a mix of me and him. Who? What? Uh, it's Trent Tyler. Or sorry. Tyler is like a mix of me and you. Sorry. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Hunter, what are okay. you doing? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I can see it a little bit. <laughs> what? What? Go ahead. Hunter, don't, come on. Don't be shy. <laughs> yes, come on. Go ahead. I was just happy I got in the camera. Oh, okay. Did you tell your friends at school about the podcast? I did. Microphone, please. What did they say? I did. Yes, I, I, we heard that. What did your friends say about, did they watch the podcast? No. No, I didn't tell my, I just told my friend I was going to maybe be in, I was going to help my brother maybe, but I just told my teacher that I was going to, yeah, when they didn't really say much, they just thought it was pretty neat. This is uh, probably quite a bit different than the stuff you watch on YouTube, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I more watch farming videos and things. Hunter likes to watch Peterson Farm Bros. Trent, are you a fan of Peterson Farm Bros? I, I have, I have no idea. Right, thank, you, uh, thank you, Hunter. Thank you. The Peterson Farm Bros are these guys in, uh, where are they at, Kansas City? You don't need to come in the mic. Kansas. Okay, Kansas. They're in Kansas, and they take, like, top 40 songs or legendary songs like Crazy Train, or or they probably did one for WAP, who knows? Probably. Uh, and they parody them into farming songs. That sounds terrible. Oh, it's the worst <laughs> shit I've ever seen in my life. And Hunter will pull these videos up on YouTube and shove the phone into your face <laughs> And, oh, you got to watch this. You got to watch this. Oh, great. <laughs> and it's these, I mean, these guys are, are uh, I, 
I, I don't know. They should be working instead of doing these stupid dance. They have these whole dance routines. Oh, wow. And uh, But the, the recordings are horrible. How, how many followers does this group have? Oh, hundreds of thousands. Yes, Hunter, go ahead. The Peterson Farm Bros have a lot of subscribers, and I just love their videos. I also like Millennial Farmer. Now, we're talking and, about Peterson Farm Bros, how many subscribers they have. Um, I'm not sure, but they have one video. I think they have like 14 million views, 12 million views. Oh, my God. So my favorite is, uh, I don't know, I just I love them. They're, they make really good videos. Maybe you could subscribe to them. Maybe we can get the Peterson Farm Bros on the show. I'm going to look them up and see how many followers they have. No, I think they have, uh, I, I really do think they have a few hundred thousand. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty, I mean, that's impressive then for, I guess, what they do. I mean, shit. Uh, do, do they actually work, though, Hunter, or do they just I make mean, videos? Please, please, I, I, Hunter, I cannot express it enough. If you're going to talk, please talk into the mic. Yes, they do work. They They work on their family farm. And Quickly, yeah, they just seriously. make these videos on the side, but they're starting to do kind of like daily vlogs. Mm, do they still do the parodies though? Yes, I think they come out with around two a year. Oh, they only, I thought it was like a weekly thing. Well, they do like videos of like harvest and stuff, how it's going to harvest. They just, they just had, they just released a video of what, no, what no, farmers no, 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 say. no, what time, what, wait, what is it? Like what farmers say, like, like what, like during harvest, like what the main things they say is like sometimes they'll be like, they'll be like, it ain't broke till it broke, broke. <laughs> or, or, uh, or, or, um, oh or, uh, or they'll be like, uh, they'll be like, um, uh, um, um, uh, <laughs> I don't know that's all my right, best line. Right, no, it, ain't, it ain't broke till it's broke, broke. Oh, they, uh, like, um. <laughs> Quickly, come on. This isn't a laugh fest. I'm not sure. Hey, what is the other guy that you watch, though? The guy with the mullet and the, the snowmobiles. Hunter, my brother Hunter, you, you got to understand here. Uh, Trent probably, Trent understands because he knows us personally. But my brother and I, I don't think you would imagine that we had the same parents. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have guessed, honestly. I mean, we are so different. Uh, so different. Very. Uh, I am so not into farming and anything like that. And my brother, all he cares about is tractors. And uh, he's, he only plays farming simulator. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Hunter, what is the guy on the snowmobile, though? Quickly, please don't start giggling. Larry Enticer. What is it? Larry Enticer. Larry Enticer. He, he just. That, that what's his. That, why don't you give us a Just going to send it. That's that person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Just going to send it. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> All right. It, <laughs> I'll tell you what, that guy is pretty funny. I mean, but I, I, I he's, I, I don't get into all this hillbilly stuff on, on the internet. I haven't, I, I, well, I and you're less from, about any of the hillbilly you're stuff. You're from Solon, I mean, which is by Cleveland. Yeah, and, suburbs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're probably like, what the hell is this shit? You've never seen anything like it. Oh, yeah. Solon is the farthest thing from country in Ohio. Like, we are not even close to being country. <laughs> well, it's weird. My brother went to the same school I went to, and he used to wear like LeBrons and stuff. Mm hmm. And then now he switches schools and he wears work boots and tractor t-shirts and <laughs> truck, you know, Chevy. I think he's got a Chevy hat on right now. Why Chevy though? Why Chevy? Oh, I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> hey, do you know what Ford stands for? Are you a Ford guy? 
Uh, I've had bad experiences with Chevys in the past, so I would say I'm more of a Ford guy. <laughs> oh, uh, you know what Ford stands for, though? Fix on daily or something like that. Uh, fucking owner's really dumb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, from ashes to new, we'll be here. Uh, if you are watching on YouTube, you can listen to the show on Spotify, uh, Apple Music, uh, Amazon. I think we are on Amazon and a number of other places. Also, I do think if you have an Alexa, I think you can play the crash report via Alexa. Uh, just by saying, Alexa, play the crash report podcast. That's pretty cool. Yes, uh, from Ashes to New will be here, and I'll tell you what, I don't think Trent has heard this interview yet, but uh, we do get into it about, not as in fighting, but we do uh, broach the subject of everybody's uh, number one hated rock musician right now. Trent, do you know who I'm referring to? Number one hated rock musician right now? Yes. Uh, sh- I mean, I could take a guess. Are we talking about that dude from Blood on the Dance Floor? No, 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 no. Oh. I, oh, I mean, the fact that you just referred to Blood on the Dance Floor as a rock band is another topic on its own. Well, that dude is pretty hated, let's be honest. <laughs> Davy Vanity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I knew a uh, girl up in Cleveland who knew him, and I don't know if they were banging or what, but uh, mm-hmm. that guy's that guy's fucking nuts. I, how has nobody gotten a hold of him and beat his ass yet? I don't know how that guy hasn't had his ass beat yet, because that guy's a fucking pedophile. I I mean I think that's everybody's assumption at this point. It's like you. It's like I don't know how he would get out of out of this. At you this know, point. I I booked I booked Blood on the Dance Floor as a promoter at one point. Yeah, I I thought about going to that show. Was it the one uh, at the Outpost? Yes, but there were two of them. I did one. I think it was the second one that I thought about going to. I think I did the first one. It was Blood on the Dance Floor and uh, what is that? Uh, Broken Side. Yeah. <laughs> Remember Broken Side. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Freaks or whatever that song was. And then uh, Justina Valentine was on that show, too. Do you know who that is? What, what was the name? Justina Valentine. Uh, I don't think so. She was the opener on that show. I think I maybe paid her like $400 or something. Maybe it was less than that. And now she's on Wild and Out on MTV. Really? I think she has one of the biggest TikTok accounts on the platform. Wow. She has... Uh, Way surpassed anything Broken Side or Blood on the Dance Floor has ever done. I don't even know why she was she was on that show or on that tour to begin with. Who knows? Uh, but no, I'm not talking about Davy Vanity, even though he is your neighbor, Trent. I think he does still live in Cleveland. Maybe he lives in Florida. I don't know. He's 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 somewhere and he's probably just hiding from everybody at this point. But no, the rock musician I am referring to is. Uh, let's see if Trent can guess here. It's somebody that uh, is a little headstrong. <laughs> oh, we went there out. Okay, trapped. Yeah. Yes, CTB himself, Chris Taylor Brown. Uh, we do get into that a little bit. Uh, you know, I did see somebody posted his phone number on Facebook the other day. Yeah, I remember that, and I think I asked you, I was like, hey, man, do you have any idea if this is true? <laughs> yeah, it is his real phone. Oh, that was like months ago. Yeah. I'm talking like a week ago. Oh, they did uh, it again. Somebody, somebody else posted the phone number. They said, here's this guy's number. Go blow him up. Oh, man. And so I, I, I do have his phone number because I did book the band a couple of times uh, prior to all this nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, is his, it was his real phone number, which, you know, I got to say, I think, uh, I, I don't think that was warranted. No, you don't think so? I don't think it's acceptable to put somebody's phone number online. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that takes it a little far, I would say. <laughs> Well, I know the guy is uh, the guy's a, a fucking nut job, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, you know, and, and it's got to be it's got to crush your soul 
when uh, I mean I seen them twelve years ago mm-hmm. supporting Motley Crue. They supported Motley Crue. Yeah. Oh God. It was Motley Crue, Buck Cherry, Papa Roach. Oh, it was six a.m. Oh. and Trap Crew Fest. Oh, okay. I thought it was just like just like Motley Crue and Traps. Like, how the fuck did that happen? No, that no. That's but they were on Crew Fest. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to go to that. That was the first big concert I ever went to. And, uh, you know, I got to say, I think I might even say it in the interview. I don't remember. I did the interview a couple of weeks ago. But I uh, uh, I think Trapped, when you compare them to the bands from that time period, yeah, Saving Abel, Saliva, you know, whoever else, mm-hmm. Trapped actually has great songs. They can. <laughs> what do you mean they can? I'd say that there's like a handful that I really like, and then the rest well, are just kind of like, eh. There's a lot more to that band than just Headstrong. Oh, yeah. Contagious, <laughs> Echo, Who's Going Home With You Tonight. They have a number of good songs. You talk to the normal population, though, and they're just like, oh, no, Headstrong's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that guy, is a, that guy is a nut job, but I do think posting his phone number on the internet was a little over the top. You know, it'd be different if he was like Dobby Vanity. You know, if you want to post <laughs> that guy's number online, uh, you should. Yeah, because that guy is that guy really is a scumbag. But uh, you know, I I don't know. I, I think it's a little over overboard to uh, post somebody's number on the internet. Yeah, it takes a little too far. Uh, but yes, uh, from Ashes to New, Matt Brandyberry, who does the rapping in the band, I uh, did an interview with him. So we will get to that. Uh, you can watch the uh, show on YouTube. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and everywhere else. And uh, also, go ahead and leave a like and subscribe. And if you're listening to the show, leave us a five-star review. If you're not going to leave a five-star review, don't don't leave anything. Uh, all right, we will be right back on the Crash Report. Hang on. Like and subscribe to the show so we can spam the notifications with new episodes, clips, and some BS you don't care about. We're back to the Crash Report. All right, we are back here on the Crash Report with Matt Brandyberry from from Ashes to New. Matt, what's happening, man? What's up, man? You got that whole mouthful right, man. You got my name right. You did the from with from Ashes to New. I say it every interview, man, because most people stumble on it, man. So you got it. <laughs> well, I uh, I do try to come prepared. So awesome. Uh, yes. Um. So I heard uh, before we get into it too much. I heard you built a house. Yeah. Yeah. What a time, right? To build a home. Yeah. No kidding. Um, how, how did that uh, go? Especially moving in the middle of a fucking pandemic. Wild man. You know, we, we came into this whole scenario with building a house and doing everything that we're doing um, with like the greatest couple years that this band has ever been able to experience um, in our career to be shut down, you know, while, while, uh, while the moving process took place. So, um, just the weirdest year, you know, man, it's just, you know, you go from, from certainty to uncertainty real fast and it shows how things can, can really flip on, 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 on its head to how quickly it can happen. Yeah. This year has been a uh, wild ride for everybody. I think, yeah. uh, you know, and I, I think I was, uh, listening to an interview with you and I think we have something in common. Uh, we both, uh, well, I currently live in Amish country. I don't know if you do anymore, but, uh, we both grew up around, uh, you know, the Amish. I do. What or what state are you in? Ohio. Yeah, I'm in Ohio. Yeah, right on. Yeah, I'm st- I'm in Pennsylvania. Yeah. You're still in. Uh, where Where are you from in Pennsylvania again? Is it uh, Lancaster area? Lancaster. You're still living there. Yeah. Yeah. Still in this area. You know, it's funny. I have a a buddy of mine that uh, he tours for a living, and and uh, he lives in Texas. And I told him 
Um, I was driving one time and I was talking to him. And I was like, man, I was like, I fucking hate getting stuck behind Amish buggies. And he goes, what are you talking about? And he like didn't believe that. Uh, like, I don't know if he didn't think Amish people like existed anymore, or if he. I don't think he's ever seen an Amish person uh, in his entire life, and it's so weird. But I think, I, I think uh, if you don't live here, I guess what? How would you? You know? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a real thing. You know, for us, it's something that we experience almost every day, if not, you know, every week. But uh, you know, we, we have a whole tourist attraction here. You know, people come here. It's like the whole south end of, you know, Lancaster is all Amish tourist tourist attraction. So it's it's wild to me because I'm so used to it. But I, I'm like, people come here to I, see this? Like, this is a real thing? Like, this is this, you know, for me, it's like going to, going to the beach or going somewhere, you know, that's got a warmer climate. And some people just want to come and have some shoe fly pie. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> well, I, I know a lot of people, especially like older women, and they're like, oh, yeah, this weekend we're making a whole trip of it and we're going to go down to Amish country. And, and you know, you know, I, it's it's not my thing, but I will tell you the uh, the food is all right, and they're but they're they build, you know, a lot of furniture, and that furniture is like top-notch quality. I mean, those guys get shit done. Yeah, man, you know, they built the structure or the framing to my house. Oh, did they? Um, yeah, man, and they really do, you know, and their food is top-notch, and the craftsmanship, they, they still take pride in their work. So, you know, that, that still exists in the, the Amish community, and they, you know, woodcrafting is, like, their thing. So it's, like, you know, really anything that has to do with any type of woodcraft, like framing to homes and furniture and stuff like that, man, they it's sturdy. It's solid. And when it comes to Romspringa, those guys go fucking <laughs> hard, you know? Yeah. You know what's crazy is they still swing hammers, too. So, like, in the construction trades, like, most people use, you know, nail guns and stuff like that to put homes and stuff together, like, if you drive by and I did it with my house, you drive by and you see the Amish guys up working on, on your house, man, they're actually swinging a hammer to put those nails in. It's wild, man. Yeah. Those guys work very, very hard. But yeah, Rumspringer, man, they go, they go nuts. Some never, ever return, man. We've all seen TLC, right? And we've all, we've all been on that channel and, oh, and yeah, and I, like breaking Amish or whatever. I went to high school with a girl who, uh, for the longest time, she was like, she would just date guys that were, you know, Amish guys that were on Rom Springer or whatever. And I never went to one of those parties, but uh, man, I wish I would have. I mean, I think it's like hundreds of people and everybody's just getting fucked up and it's, it's wild. I've never been either, man, but I've, I've heard, I've heard all about them, man. Yeah. Some uh, of the craziest, I've heard some of the craziest shit with, with those parties. It's like, wow. I thought I partied hard when I was younger, man. These <laughs> things nuts. I know. Maybe you'll have to, uh, you know, return to your roots and from ashes to new can play a Rom Springer party at some point. I would imagine that I might not make it out of that party. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, being in this pandemic, your, uh, your latest record panic came out in August, I believe it was. And, uh, you know, obviously a lot of the content is, you know, dealing with, uh, you know, mental illness and, and trying to put a positive message out. And I know a lot of it was written before the pandemic, but, do you think this is one of those, uh, as cliche as it is, one of those, um, I guess, like right place, right time? Like this is the, this is the album for the time that we are living in. I mean, yeah, I think that honestly, it's just been an accumulation of the way that you know I felt or people have felt. And normally, we'll put out an album that's really inspirational. We'll have songs that are kind of like you know, don't give up, don't you know, keep keep pushing, keep moving forward. And it's like. I think that this album was kind of like a look at it from the perspective of 
uh, what's the best way to say it? the perspective of just kind of doom and gloom really it's kind of like looking at it from the other angle and going wow am i really going to make it out so <laughs> i think that's kind of just how everyone is feeling now and again i think it's an accumulation of just what we've been going through for the past few years or few decades really as as human beings at least yeah. in america i mean i can't really speak for other countries i don't really know sure you know, sure outside of being a tourist i don't really know anything about any of the the climates in other countries but at least from what we see in america well it just uh you know appears that this album is probably helping a lot of people because with everything going on i think now more than ever people are having a lot of uh you know mental uh issues dealing with depression and whatever because uh you know, they've lost family members or they're out of work or whatever it is so you know it's almost like the timing uh you know, not that the pandemic was a good thing, but, you know, uh, it, it worked out, you know, for the, the topics that this album crosses. Yeah, man, it's wild how, you know, Panic itself, the song itself, um, it's wild how that song came together. And, and some people think, I've seen people call it, uh, what do they call it, COVID core or corona, coronavirus <laughs> core or something like that. Yeah. And, and some people think that we wrote the song about that. And we didn't write that song. We didn't write any of the songs. Like you said, you know, it's the timing of it. We didn't write any of the songs about what's going on. All the songs were written and done before this broke out. Uh, yeah, they were written like the end of 2019, right? Yeah, Most yeah. Of so we were we were in the studio. We finished up before Christmas 2019. So, um, which it was a thing, but we didn't really know about it. I mean, we didn't really know much about it in America until after the New Year's, you know, late January, February, March. March, we were our tour was cut off because of it. So yeah, you guys were on tour with skillet, right? Yeah. Yeah. Man. And so it's been a weird, it's been a weird ride, but you know, I, I, I recently have, you know, gone back through our catalog and I've noticed that some of the stuff is, is kind of prophetic. And I, I was saying, I was actually joking with Danny because we made a, a, uh, a parody of wake me up when September ends called wake me up when 2020. Ends. I, yes. I, I saw that. I and remember that. The end of it was like the purge. And I said to him, I was like, man, I really hope like, because it was like, it was like the new year 2021 came in and then the purge happened. And I was like, man, like, you know, all these songs have been very prophetic. I hope that video is not prophetic. Like that's the last <laughs> thing we need is a purge 2021. So, um, so anyway, yeah, I went back through the catalog and I noticed like a, a, a B side track from our last album, the future is called make everything. Okay. And I was listening through that song and people had been talking about it and I was reading the lyrics and I'm like, man, this is like exactly everything that's going on right now. So really, I think it is just for me as a writer and I'll speak for myself in specific is I just look at what people are dealing with or what the world, the current climate of the world is. And instead of taking a political view, I take more of a personal view and I write about those things. And I think that it's just something that a lot of people can really uh, relate to. Sure. Well, and that's, uh, you know, that's important uh, being, you know, with the considering the time that we're in, but, you know, being on tour with Skillet right when all this fell apart, man, that had to be a fucking bummer. Uh, you know, I mean, I think yeah. the tour was coming to an end, though. There was only what, like one or two dates left. So it wasn't the end of the world, but uh, that still has sucked because I'm sure those shows were fucking huge. Yeah, they were great, man. And, and it was really, I mean, Ledger opened it, but I mean, that's Jen's band. And then, yeah. you know, it was, it was, so it was really kind of like it was us and Skillet and it was sold out like every night. It was wild, man, you know, and we've, we've been fortunate to be a part of great tours, like a tour like that, you know, throughout our entire career. So I'm very grateful for that. But yeah, it was, it was crazy, man. Cause we played New Jersey at the, I believe the Starland. And that was like when they were really talking about shutting things down in America. 
And we didn't really think much of it. We're like, yeah, let's do this. Everybody stay safe, but let's have fun. And then we went where I think we played Maine the next day. And then we had a day off and we were supposed to play um, the Albany area. And that day off is when everything got shut down. So Maine was the last show. Um, I think it was Portland. Portland, Maine was the last show before everything got shut down. And, you know, when it was shutting down, we were like, oh, man, this is a bummer, but we'll go out. You know, a couple months, we'll come back in the summer and we'll get everything together. And it was just like, it's like as every day or week or month kind of passed, it was kind of getting more and more grim looking. Oh, no, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, my day job is a booking agent. And, uh, you know, I remember when all this happened. And I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, we'll just start moving shit to the summer and, you know, we'll be good to go. This will be gone and, and we'll forget about it. And then summer comes and it's like, oh man, we'll just push it to the fall. And then, the, you know, and it, it's, it's a never ending cycle of, you know, who knows when this thing is, is going to be over and we're going to go back to normal. Yeah, man. And that's, <laughs> that's exactly where we're at. It's, everyone's very hopeful, right? Everyone's like, oh, well, we're going to get it together. And you, you see people, you know, creating dates for 2020. Uh, 2021 and, and doing all these different things but it's as a band and as a member myself and as this being my career and my livelihood it's really just like kind of throwing a dart at a moving dartboard and hoping that it sticks and that's kind of that's kind of where the industry is right now and I mean I'm grateful that we had such a great tour to to cap it off before everything went to shit but I mean that's kind of that's kind of the state of it right now man you guys done any uh driving shows I don't think I saw any but <laughs> did you guys do anything like that no, you know, I'll be honest with you. I have fought really hard to not do anything outside the norm. My dog's back here losing his mind, <laughs> as you can probably see and hear. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, I, I just kind of tried to fight to do things outside the norm or to not do things outside the norm because I really didn't want to make it the norm. Does that make sense? So it's no, like no, I didn't I- want to do it to, to think that, oh, wow, this might be what we're doing now. No, I agree. And I went to a, I went to one of those driving shows and, uh, you know, it was cool, but, uh, man, it was, uh, it was an acoustic show. It was, um, Aaron Lewis and Solly from Godsmack. And, uh, what is your dog's name? I'm sorry, man. He is, he's a puppy and he's nuts. That's right. His name is, his name is Philly. Cause I'm an Eagles fan, even though they suck really hard right now. <laughs> so, uh, uh Anyways, so yeah, so we go to this driving show, and and uh, I mean, it was an acoustic show, so I'm sure that played into it. But man, we could not hear anything at all. Oh, really? Oh my god, it was so bad. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't think it was like properly set up. I don't think the you know the staff. I don't think they were prepared. Uh, you know, it was just it was just a mess. So I, I'm definitely not into the driving thing. I, I I definitely like you. I do not want that to become the norm. Yeah. Have you ever seen it from Ashes to New Show, man? Uh, no, but I did, uh, I did have a band, uh, on one of your tours. I don't want to say who, cause I'm not working with the band anymore, but okay, no I, big deal, man. Uh, um, yes, I, no, I've not, I don't think I've seen you before though. No. Oh, so we're like, that's the big thing with me is like, like you were saying, like it's an acoustic, so kind of played into it and, you know, but for me, like our shows are our energy, you know what I mean? And like, we, I mean, I'm sore during tour, man. I mean, my knees have been screwed up because of how hard we play, you know? So it's like when we're on stage, we're everywhere, we're jumping up and down. So I can't imagine being in a scenario where I don't have that reciprocated and where the fans aren't also losing their minds and jumping up and down and moving their hands and stuff. So it's like, 
when you think about these things where it's like socially distanced crowds or uh, driving concerts or digital concerts, it's like for me and I, I can I think I could speak for the rest of uh, my band and I think I could speak for a lot of people in the music industry, at least in our side, is that energy being reciprocated back to us is a big part of what we do. So I think that, you know, that's one of the main reasons I didn't want to accept any of this as a norm is because I think that you're missing a huge part of the show when it's not um, you know, it's not everybody all together. No. And, and I agree. I, I think, um, you know, the vibe of a driving show, uh, you know, I think it works for, you know, like the, the show I went to, it was, you know, it was acoustic and, and it works. Obviously there was a sound problems, but you know, it, it, it fit that kind of vibe. Cause it's an acoustic show. You're not fucking jumping up and down and you know what I mean? But, yeah. you know, going to see a, you know, like a full live show of somebody that's, you know, it's energetic and it's, it's fast and this and that, you know, to me, that just doesn't really translate well to sitting in your car or, you know, in a fucking <laughs> lawn chair right outside your car or whatever, you know? So I, I totally like the agree. idea of you're from Amish country again. We can, we can circle back. I don't know if you have this where you're from, but where I'm from, we have a demo derby. Yes. And yes. Do you have monster truck rallies and demo derbies we, and stuff where, uh, where I live, there's no monster truck rallies, but, uh, so every year the, uh, uh, the county fair, the biggest, uh, attraction is the tractor pool. Um, you know, and that goes till fucking yeah. two in the morning sometimes. I mean, I remember yeah. being a kid, I lived, I don't know, maybe five, six miles away from the fairgrounds. And if you were outside while it was going on, you could fucking hear it. It they're louder than any concert. Or, yeah. I mean, it's like the loudest fucking thing. But yeah, we do have demo derbies. I'm not a tractor pull guy, but I do get into a demo, good demo derby. Yeah, demo derbies are dope, man. So like, if we needed to do some sort of drive-in, I'd be into doing a demo derby. Oh well, yeah, it's like, like a, a you know what mosh, I mean? a mosh pit. Yeah, it'd be sick, man. <laughs> it'd be entertain. It'd be entertainment and entertainment. Like it would just be all all out entertainment, man. It's like something out of uh, idiocracy. You know what I mean? Like that would, that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. That to me, that would be an exciting uh, experience for a driving show, you know, but yeah, to go watch a, a band play a full electric set, you know, if, and, and it's, and it's a rock band. Yeah. Playing, you know, sitting in a, you know, cause when, when I went, you had to sit, you know, you like parked your car and you had a parking spot next to you that you could use for like your chairs or whatever. And it was the most like, just, it was horrible. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, it was horrible, you know? Yeah, I, I can't imagine, you know, before I always tell everyone, like, I'm a fan first. And before From Ashes to News started getting big, I, I loved concerts. I love bands like that's, you know, one of the things that I did growing up and, you know, even doing this and going to festivals and being a part of that environment and that energy is unlike anything else that you can experience in this world. And that's why it is what it is. And it, it exists, at least did exist and hopefully exists again. But you know what I mean? Like that energy and that feeling and that vibe that you get from whatever side of the stage you're on is what makes it what it is. I can listen to music in my car all day long and I can sing and I can scream to that music, but that's not going to be the same energy. It's not going to be the same vibe. So unless it's maybe you're going out and chilling out with a, with a blunt to Dave Matthews band, you know what I mean? Sure. Then, then maybe it's, you know, a rock and metal. That's again, like I tried to try to not make it the new norm. Now, will we, ha will we potentially have to get into doing some of this streaming stuff? I think so. Like, I, I don't know that we can really stay away from it. And, you know, I, I think that I, I, I personally feel like it's going to be a thing that most bands are going to have to do if they're not already doing. So 
Um, we're looking into it. We're looking into doing some streaming stuff. I, I wouldn't say the driving stuff as much as the streaming stuff, but, uh, you know, we're looking into doing some, some things for the fans, at least, you know, to, you know, they, they want to see us. I get it. I understand. You know, we see comments and stuff. They're into it. So if people are into it, you know, we'll give them what they're into. And that's kind of what this band has always been about is just what do the fans want? Ask the fans what they want. We do that through our social media networks. We'll ask, Hey, what do you guys want? What do you want to see? Do you want to see this? Do you, you know what I mean? Do you want to be a part of this? And well, and you're a very active guy. On, says, we do you're very active on social media too. And I see you responding to, you know, fans. And uh, I think I've seen uh, the band's YouTube channel comment on a couple videos, uh, you know, that other people had posted or whatever. So yeah, I mean, it is good to take that into account. And as far as the live streams, you know, I, I, I know a lot of people and I felt like this too. At first it was like, well, why the fuck would I pay, you know, 15 bucks or whatever to watch a live stream when I can just go on YouTube and I can watch a full concert of that band for free. Yeah, and, man. you know, and, and, and I get that mindset totally, but I also think that, uh, you know, if it's a, if the live stream is done right, like uh, the last episode we had Steel Panther on, and, you know, they are, you know, incorporating, they incorporate like skits, you know, in like they'll do some songs and then, you know, some skits or whatever. And like, to me, that is worth paying a ticket because it's, it's a full entertainment package. So right. I think if a live stream can be done, you know, correctly and creatively, um, you know, I, I think it does make a lot of sense. Yeah. Ice Nine did that. I don't know if it was really a live stream that they did, but I know that they used like footage from a show that they did. And then they spliced it together with a movie. Now I didn't watch it. Um, haven't really had the time. Honestly, I'm trying to keep myself busy right now, but I, I did hear that it was really cool and people really liked it. So I agree, man. I think that there is a way to do it logistically for us. It's kind of a nightmare because none of us are in the same area. So, uh, you know, that, that was, that, that's one of the other things about it for us is, you know, when we've done things like we've done these, what we call the quarantine covers, like we did these covers just to kind of keep ourselves busy. We didn't realize that it was going to be lasting this long and that we were going to need to continue to keep ourselves busy, but we did those remotely. Um, you know, we did those via zoom or we did those via, you know, taking videos of ourselves doing our, our parts and stuff like that. So we did that all remotely. It was able to be done. So a live stream or a streaming concert with original material, we would obviously have to get together uh, you know, get a venue or, you know, someplace to be able to do it and, and put that all together. So logistically, it's, it's, it's a lot different than a lot of the stuff that we've already done. But again, it's not at this point, it's not out of the question. It's something that, you know, we are entertaining because again, if, if you don't entertain it, um, who knows, who knows how long it's going to last. And I think that's kind of been the mentality is, is like, we're hopeful that things are going to go back and we're going to be able to do things again here soon, but we, we really don't know. So that's kind of the mentality that we as a band currently have. Yeah, I mean, I I just uh, earlier today I was thinking, uh, man, we've been in this since March, which is I don't know eight or nine months ago now, and it's yeah, it's like oh my god, I can't believe time has gone. It it feels in a way like it's gone so fast, but it's also gone so slow. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't even like uh, I don't even remember what it feels like to to book a tour anymore. It's you know, it feels like it's been so long. Yeah, man, I was just talking with management today. I was just saying that because they were. There's obviously like offers that come in for digital stuff or there's offers still. There's still parts of the country that have shows going on. Yeah. yeah there's like social distance stuff going on and you got certain parts of the country that really there's like no holds bars yet. You know what I mean? Sure. So it's like we do get offers still. And but the thing is, is when you get an offer to play a show, 
regardless if it's a live stream show or an actual show, there's other things that play into that. So there's other uh, questions that you have to ask yourself again, logistically, like if I do a live stream for this person who wants to guarantee us this amount of money to go on their platform, am I potentially hurting the fact of doing a live stream for ourselves? Or if we go play a show, is it going to cost us more money to put everything together, rehearse for one show and, you know, come back? Like, because if we rehearse for one show, it's essentially rehearsing for an entire tour, but we would only play one show. Yeah. So, you know, I was talking to management literally just before we got on this call and I was saying to him, I was like, do you remember when you just booked a show? Like when someone just called or the agent was like, Hey, I got this tour or, Hey, I've got this festival. Like this is happening. Do you guys want to do it? This is what it is. I was like, do you remember that? I was like, it feels like it's so long ago that it was just simple. Like you would just call me up and be like, Hey, uh, for example, welcome to Rockville wants you to play you know, are you guys into it? We can put a tour around all these different festivals. It's like, yeah, let's do it. Now yeah. it's like, huh, what all do we have to make sure doesn't go wrong? To, you know what I mean? It's like right, crazy, right. man. Yeah, it's, it's a mess, man. And, and uh, yeah, you know, there are spots around the country that, that are doing shows, but I, I don't think, you know, and I see bands, you know, trying to go out there and, and build little runs out of it. But to me, it just, it, it doesn't make sense because, no. I mean, logistically, it'd be a fucking headache, and yep. and there's 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 no point. I you know I see some bands like oh we we just got to play a fucking show, man. So let's go let's go book you know however many shows in a row, and it's like yeah, but for you know why like there you know what I mean? I I think there has to be a, a reason to go out and tour, not just because there's nothing to you know nobody has anything to do. Let's go play a show, but you know right. now is just not the right time I, I i don't think i think that our industries you know i think that a lot of people on the outside looking in may think that um musicians ones that have record deals or ones that have radio deals or whatever i think that th that in 2020 that there's an unrealistic um perception of what some artists are um financially and i you know i know that some artists and bands um just below our level are having a real hard time. And, you know, you, you, if you drag this thing out much longer, I mean, there's no, there's no um, support for them. It's not like, it's not like, you know, you just work the nine to five and then you get your unemployment because your job's closed. Like you really have to fight to get those different things. And most of the time these guys are 10, 10 99ers, you know what I mean? So things are a lot different in the way that the pay scales are. So I see some bands are like, we need to tour because we need to make money. And that makes sense because that's for the majority, that's where bands are making their money. You know what I mean? Like sure. they're not making and, their money. And I agree, but but I think the problem with touring, you know, right now is that, you know, even these spots that are doing shows, you know, of course you go down to there's you know, you can go to some total fucking hillbilly towns where they do not give a fuck. But, you know, for the most part, any club that is doing shows, they are, you know, they're socially distanced. They're, you know, at half capacity or, you know, a quarter capacity, whatever it may be. And, you know, some of these bands, uh, you know, to me, it would, it would, I don't even understand how they could make money because there's, you know, like if they already don't make much money as it is in, when there's not a pandemic and then you have to go out and play 
to a quarter capacity or half capacity or this or that, you know, how are you, how are you making money? How, you know what I mean? Yep. So I see what you're saying and I know yep. uh, these smaller bands do have to make money, but uh, to me, well, I'm just saying they use that as like their, their drive and, but you're absolutely right. And that's, that's why, you know, circling back, that's why we haven't done anything because like, like we said, it's a logistic nightmare Yeah, and it really isn't, it's really not profitable at yeah. least to the point where it's worth the potential health risk or it's worth, you know, the potential, um, you know, the, the potential view that people may have for you going out and doing something during a pandemic. So, you know, it, it's just, it's really not worth all that. So again, I think it really just is, it's a logistic nightmare. Yeah, well, <laughs> and the, the best way to put it. Yeah. And I, I, I have seen, I mean, people do take it seriously. Like I, I've seen yeah. some, some bands and, and people outside of me just get shit on for trying to do something during all this. Yeah, and they're like, are you fucking crazy? You know, you obviously don't give a fuck yeah. about anybody, you know? So yeah, and I think there's an argument to be played from both sides of that because I agree. Like we should take things very seriously. I agree with that. At the same time, you know, working is how you live, you know? So it's like, I have, I I'm, I'm sympathetic for both sides. I think so. It's like, you know, I, I get it. Let's, it, let's take this very serious because we should. And then also we also have to be respectful of the fact that people need to make money to live. Well, especially again, if they're following in guidelines. Our industry, is there really, <laughs> again, the logistic nightmare. So it's like, right, right. You keep circling back, man. It's like, I don't know. Like, does it make sense? Yeah. Well, you know, but especially if they're, there's no reason to shit on anyone, especially if they, they are following the restrictions that are put in place, you know, and they're not doing right. a super spreader, like uh trap did you know, or something like that, you know? So yeah, no, I've I heard I, about, I've heard about some, <laughs> some of those things, man. Yeah. It's wild times we're living in brother. Like who would have thought that, you know, even six or not six, but you know, 10, 12 months ago, who would have thought that this would have even been a conversation, you know, oh, I know. it's wild, man. Like this is actually like, I'm alive for this. Like this is, this is happening in my lifetime. Yeah. This is uh this is something that will be talked about for who knows how long we'll be telling our, our great grandkids, you know? Oh man. For forever forever like it's it's never going away speaking of trapped and the super spreader what do you what do you make of the whole trap situation i don't you know i, I just <laughs> did, did you see that their facebook account got removed i did yeah I, I don't know man like i okay so i believe wholeheartedly in freedom of speech i consider myself a patriot i consider myself someone who loves their country and will stand up for the rights of our constitution that's who I am. I, I believe that it was, I believe that, you know, the United States of America is a beautiful country because of the way that it was created. Do I think that we have problems and things need, some things need to change? Sure. Absolutely. I, I agree. Um, and what I'm getting is a larger story. What I'm getting at here with trapped is, you know, he's very vocal in the way that he sees things. And I don't think that it's wrong to have freedom of speech. I just think that there's particular platforms for it. And I think that, you know, as a musician, and this goes for both sides of the coin, by the way, as a musician, you have fans that come from all walks of life that respect you for your art and your craft that you do as a musician. So like from Ashes to New, we write songs that people can really relate to. It doesn't mean that they're relating them to a very specific thing. Like it's not... It's not like it's all political driven at one point, you know what I mean? So it's, it's very broad. So anyone can really listen to your music and they can just put it to something in their life. So I guess what I'm getting at is, is I don't use our platform for my political views and I don't use our platform for, 
you know, my beliefs as to the way the world works. Um, our platform is used for our music. Our platform is used for our fans. Do I have my own views and beliefs? Absolutely. Everybody does. I just think that there's a time and place and specific platform for that. Now, if the dude from Trapped wanted to create his own media outlet right then go yeah then go go wild with it then so be it i mean people might not like you for your view your point of view i mean and that's just the risk you take but when you're using a platform that people didn't sign up for that particular point of view then i think that it's shit and that same same thing goes for people who are driving whatever it is down your throat politically and i i feel that way about sports i feel that way about you know other uh, other musicians, I just think that you know your platform is used for what your platform is used for. You shouldn't use it for other things. Yeah, well, I agree. You know, unless you're Rage Against the Machine or or another sure. you know band that's based around politics. But you know, a band like Trapped, which admittedly, I, I got to tell you, uh, I think Trapped outside of Headstrong, they have some some great songs. Uh, I was I was a huge Trapped fan back in the day, man. Yeah, I, I think I love their stuff. Well, and I think when you put them up against you know some of the other bands of that era, like Saving Abel or Saliva or whatever, Trapped just has some some great songs, man. But yeah, yeah I, I don't think you know Facebook, the Trapped Facebook page is is for that. But I also you know a lot of these uh, there's a lot of of music news uh, you know blogs and websites that I think also you know now kind of have some sort of political agenda um and i to me i don't i don't like that either because i i think you know if you're if you care about you know bands or whatever you just want to hear about bands not oh let's go shit all over this guy because he uh he is going to vote for so and so so fuck this guy you know what i mean yeah man and that's that's my that's my exact outlook on it is i don't i'm not saying that that artists shouldn't use their platforms to do good that's not what I'm saying. So I don't want anyone to take that out of context. I'm saying that if you're going to use your platform, don't use it to be divisive and create division. Like, I just don't think that, you know, telling someone how to vote one way, like I saw, you know, I saw Timberlake tell, you know, basically his entire fan base on Instagram, he told them all to vote for, for Joe Biden. And it's like, who is listen, this? It, Justin Timberlake. Oh, okay. And it's like, Listen, that, that's that's fine. Like if that's if that's who you're voting for, whatever. I, I don't care. You know what I mean? But yeah. like don't go and tell people that they're a bad person if they don't do that. Like yeah, that, well, and because- that's the thing that bothers me is is that there's too much division. Because it's almost like a it's almost like the most heated football game. And like this is we're in like the biggest Super Bowl ever. Right now. <laughs> and and there's two teams, man, and it's really kind of divided right down the middle. And I just don't think that again. It, I, we're going to use this a lot. Circling back, yeah. <laughs> I think that you know, artists just shouldn't use their platforms to create division. Well, and you know, a lot of fans. I would imagine you guys have a number of fans like this too. You know, they feel a, a very deep connection uh, with you know whoever they're into. So yeah. if that you know whoever it is that they're into, if they're like, oh, you need to vote for so and so or whatever, it's like they they it's almost like insulting uh, some of your other fans, you know, and I, I, unless that is your goal, like rage against the machine where they are very, they have their, they have their thing and they've stuck with it their entire career. And you know, it is what it is, but you know, a very neutral artist such as trapped or Justin Timberlake or whatever. Yeah. I, I don't think uh, shoving things down people, people's throats is the way to go about it. 
Yeah, man, I'm, I'm not about it at all, man. I'm, I'm about just people being people. And, you know, I, I, I don't like to get political at all in conversations with, with people outside of like my very inner circle, sure. because I think that, I think that we're all deep rooted into what we believe. And it's very hard to change that. You can't force someone to change their mind. And I think that when you try to start forcing change is when you start creating division. Like, and that really happens with, to me, that it really stems from, you know, re religion. I mean, we can see it in religion and we can see it in politics and we can see it in, um, you know, the just everyday life as human beings is we try and drive a, a wedge in between what somebody believes and what somebody else believes, then it, it creates division. And I hate it, honestly, man. Like I've never seen, you know, I'm young, but I've never seen so much hatred. Uh, and it's really, honestly, like for me, like I'm usually out on tour or I'm in the studio and I'm, I'm doing things that I love trying to create things for people to, to help them cope, help myself cope and, and really get through life. Right. I mean, because life can be difficult. Um, it can be great, but it can be difficult. So I think that we should do as much as we can to help each other get through these things rather than tear each other apart. And I've had the ability to kind of sit back a lot because I've been off work since March um, and sit back and see what the, the social media platforms have to offer and what people are saying. And it's like, man, like this is just like, it's crazy. It's crazy to think that people are treating each other this way. I, um, I swear to God, every single day, I'm just like, when I get on Facebook, I'm like, oh my God, I, I got to get off of here. Like, yeah, I got to get off of here. And, and I, I find myself unfollowing uh, people every day. Uh, yeah. You know, even if it's, even if they're going off about something that I might agree with them, yeah. it's like that there's, there's no point. You know, when, when I get on face when I post something on Facebook, it'll be a stupid selfie or, you know, a picture of my kid or something, you know, I, I don't. Uh, cause it's, it, 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 it bugs the shit out of me when I see people on, uh, you know, have some agenda on, on a social media platform. I post things about, th you know, I try to make people think Yeah. and regardless of what side, like if I post something, I'm trying to make you think, but yeah. I'll pay attention to the comment section. I don't always comment back, but I'll pay attention to the comment section. If I see people fighting on my posts, I delete the post. Yeah. Like I, I don't. I didn't post it. I don't post things to make people argue. Now, if there's like, you know, if people are opening a dialogue and they're actually having a healthy discussion and people are open-minded to having a healthy discussion, I'm all for that, man. Like that's, that's fucking incredible. And that's what we should be doing. But when I see people that are just like, you're this kind of person and it's like, <laughs> no, I agree. There's, it's almost like there's no such thing anymore as a respectful and civilized debate it's always oh you don't agree with me well, you can fuck right off then you know yeah. and, and the crazy thing is man is i, I think about this a, a lot because i've met so many people doing what i do and especially now more than ever i think well would that person or the, some of those people that i've met would we agree on certain things probably not and that probably stems across many different things that we we deal with in everyday life not just politics or religion or anything like that i think that we would probably disagree on a lot but we would also probably agree on a lot yeah so you know there is there is something there's common ground for everybody and i think that when we see people face to face even if it's like this but more so in person when we see people face to face we we have less of a knee-jerk reaction to things that they say and we have less time to kind of you know to sit and think about it. Like when you see a post on, on Facebook and you're like, hmm, 
How does that make me feel? Yeah, yeah. You know, how does that post make me feel? Oh, I feel triggered. I should say something. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and it's like, yeah. we're not going to do that in real life. Like if someone says something to you in real life to face to face that you don't like, that's not necessarily maybe something personal that you really don't like. You're not going to just just haul off and punch him in the face. Like you're going <laughs> right, to, right, you're right. going to think about it a little bit, you know, you're going to, you're going to take, take it into consideration and you're going to go, oh, yeah, okay. I mean, let, let's continue this conversation on. Maybe we're going somewhere with this. Maybe we're leading somewhere, but I mean, a text message has no emotion. You know, there's no way for you to be able to, you know, my manager sometimes has to send things to me and say, no tone. <laughs> he has to yeah, say that yeah. in his messages. He's like, no tone. And it's like, dude, like I get it, but it's like, not everybody does. And I think that that's a, a big problem. No, I agree. I, I agree. I, I think, um, you know, you know, the, the more time goes on, I, I think people, uh, politics aside, people are becoming more accepting of uh different lifestyles and and you know whatever it may be but i think uh you know i I remember when i was a kid in in school granted i was a kid so life is quite a bit different but it wasn't this whole like oh you're a republican fuck you oh you're democrat (laughs) fuck you you know and that's like that's that's what it has become today and and it's it's I don't know. It's, it's beyond me why people uh, think like that, because I think you need to, uh, unless it's, you know, very hateful things, but I think you need to look, uh, you always need to look at somebody else's perspective and yeah. at, maybe you can't relate to it, but you at least need to attempt to understand it. Sure. Or, or like in my position, what I do is I don't even attempt to understand it. One of my things is, is that I, that I love to do is, is like, Hey, if your way of life is the way that you like to live and it's not harming my way of life, that's awesome. Yeah. Who cares? I think everyone should be happy. Yeah. You know? So it's like, you know, recently I, I was just saying the other day, I'm like, I've never in my life cared about politics ever. Like I've never gotten into it. Um, I do think that we all need to pay a little bit more attention to what's going on. I, I think I'm it, right there I think with it's you. Smart because our lives are really dictated by the people that we put into power. So I think that that's important that we do pay attention. But politics has infiltrated a lot of our lives recently, and I think that a lot of us have, you know, at least if there's a lot, a lot of people like myself and my wife. I, we never really paid attention to this stuff before. And now all of a sudden it's, it's literally unavoidable. It It is is, everywhere. So I agree with you, man. Like, you know, that we have to be accepting of the way that other people want to live their lives. And uh, again, just the way that I do that is, is I just accept the way people want to live their lives. And I don't think, again, if their life's not affecting my life, then who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Have at it. Like I, I made a post on Facebook the other day. I was like, you remember when it was like, a bad thing to be in other people's business all the time. Yeah. Like, you know, remember it was like, it's none of your business or mind your business. Like that was a real thing. Like it was yeah. like, and now all of a sudden, like we're in each other's business. Yeah, total 180. Day, man. And it's like, you know, people are airing their dirty laundry out on, on social media. And it's like, it's like, man, like, again, like you're saying like unfollowing or unfriending people. It's like, you're scrolling through and it's like, why? I don't need to know that. I don't care. Like, 
Well, it, it, just, it adds it adds unnecessary frustration to my life, yeah. you know, because yeah, I'll man. see I'll see a post of people uh, that I don't even realize I'm fr- I don't even know who they are, but somehow I'm friends yeah. with them. And I'm like, oh, my God, why am I even like I, I do not fucking care, you know, and that's that's when I do the unfriend thing, you know, because uh, I don't get into the, all the Facebook drama and, you know, this and that. Oh, my God, man. Well, there's some people that live for it. Oh, I know. Trust me. I yeah. I, I know. <laughs> That's like some their people, life, and it's like if they can get attention through that avenue, then they do it. And yeah. it's like it's funny because like I having I have anxiety, and I deal with anxiety in different ways. Sometimes it hits me in in bad ways. Sometimes it's sometimes it's like oh okay, Matt, calm down a little bit. You're just being overly anxious. But like if I post something that gets a lot of conflict, I I like I I literally sweat. Yeah, hey, I know the feeling. I really do. Like, I'm like, I don't want people to think about it this way. You know what I mean? And it's not like, cause I'm worried about my career because I honestly, man, I, I'm seeing a lot of these people that are s- like spewing a lot of hateful shit and their careers are booming because of it. Yeah. I won't do that. I'm not going to be a part of it. I'm not going to sell my, I'm not going to sell myself out there. Um, and put myself out there as a villain just to gain notoriety and, and publicity. But if I do put something out there, that's a little like, you know, you could look at it from both angles and be like, Hmm. And kind of raise an eyebrow at it. I'll sit there and I'll literally sweat. Like, oh, why did I make that post? You know, what am I doing? Should I delete it? Should I delete it? Yeah. yeah. I, but what if they screen cap it and they bring yeah. it back later? <laughs> what did I do? You know, so it's like, you know, th- that's who I am, though, man. Confrontation sucks. Uh, hate sucks. It, it just like for real, like. Like, why can't we just live, you know? And, and I know that there's going to be some people on the other side that are going to argue and go, well, your life's a lot different than my life or your life. You live your life a, a lot differently than the way other people live their lives. And we need to have these fights and we need to have these battles. And it's like, I'm not disagreeing. It's just maybe we have a different way to go about it. Yeah. That's all. No, I I, I really do agree. And I, I, I wish people were more on the same page with that. Yeah, uh, man. I think that, again, we all have something in common. Yeah. All of us, everybody, if we can find common ground, then I think that we could start to rebuild. Well, we're all human beings. I mean, that's the most, that's the most important thing. We're all human beings and we need to, we need to, uh, we need to, you know, we all, we're all here. We all need to work together and, and figure it out. You know, it's all, you know, the, the hippie generation, my parents' generation, they had it right. Like it's all about it's all about love and, and unity, man. And it's it really is. And I think that once you lose your way and you you dive down that hate hole, that sounded weird. You dive down that <laughs> dive, dive, dive down, down the hate that, hole, yes. That, that hate avenue, man. Like it really starts to spiral out of control. And yeah. we just need some we need some some leadership, some real leadership to come back and give us you know love, peace, and unity, man. And like that's that doesn't just go for America. That goes for the whole world, man. Like we just need people that are legit, that are sincere and people that care to be in charge of, of, of leading the way, man. I agree. Uh, getting back to the band before we, uh, <laughs> wrap up here. Uh, so you guys are going to be on the upcoming soundtrack for the movie snow babies, which I believe is already out, but then you're going to like physically appear in the retaliators, which, uh, that I don't believe yeah. is out yet, correct? Correct. So Snow, ba- Snow Babies is out. Um, wild movie. So it's, uh, I watched it um, a few weeks ago, and it was kind of like one of them things where 
it, it, it's got some un uncomfortable parts in it, man. You know, it's, it's real life, real life shit. So it's, you know, stuff people are dealing with. So it's, it's good to be a part of something that's bringing um, attention to a serious problem that I think that needs to be worked on. So here we go talking about uh, a serious problem that people are dealing with, but again, unity. So what, what is the, kinda, what is the serious problem in the movie? I have not seen uh, drugs, it. drug addiction, drug addiction. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I've, I I was an addict and I, I went through some of that stuff myself, not not to the extent of what's going on in that movie. But, you know, we all deal with demons different ways. So it's it's good to be a part of something and bring, you know, bring awareness to something. That I think that we we can all again find common ground and, and agree that it's bad and needs to be worked on. So um, that's Snow Babies and Retaliators is completely opposite end of the spectrum is like a, a horror thriller. And uh, yeah, man, we we perform it. It's pretty cool. So you have like a, that's what I was going to say. So you guys aren't like acting in the movie. You're, you're performing at some point in the movie then. Yeah, we are us. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of other bands in, you know, and band members that are in the movie. Yeah. I think um, I, 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 uh, cause I, I found the IMDB page and I, I, th I thought I saw Tommy Lee, uh, was in yeah. that movie. Um, yeah. I didn't catch, I, I seen the whole cast. I wasn't familiar Kobe with Shaddix is in it. Uh, oh, okay. Right on. Well, the, well, both both of these movies are Better Noise uh, productions, right? Which is yeah, yeah. which is your label? Is our record label correct? They did the Dirt, so it was a big success for them, and you know they started doing some other stuff because obviously if you, you find success in one area, you might as well try another, right? So, um, so yeah, man, there's a lot of band members and stuff in the movie, and it's really cool. It's 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 I haven't seen the movie myself. I just know that it's a new experience for us. Like we've never done anything like that. We've obviously shot music videos, so it's relatively the same, but this is obviously on a larger scale, larger budget. Um, just nope. something real cool to be a part of to kind of just put down on the resume. When does this one come out? The retaliators? I think spring. spring. I'm not hundred percent sure. Now, you know, the, the fact that better noise is, is doing these movies, they're doing these two. And like you said, the dirt, and then, you know, also Sumerian now is, is, you know, really getting into to film and TV and stuff. Do you think that, you know, given the current state of the music industry with or without a pandemic, do you think that this is a uh, becoming a trend that we'll see more of where record labels start to dab more and more into the, the film and television world? You know, I don't know, man. I mean, I guess it's really going to depend on the success of what the ones that already currently are doing it. Um, I think that, well, you know, like a lot of the bigger record labels are, you know, they, they, they share that the, like Warner brothers is, is, you know, movies and music. Right, 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 right. So but I'm, I'm, I guess I'm saying more of the, 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 you know, that not the majors, you know, not right, Atlantic the indie and things style like, labels. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously, I mean, obviously I think if the budget's there for them, right. If they have money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it costs, you know, it costs a lot of money to do those things. So it's really kind of putting your money where your mouth is, you know, it's like, it's, it's an investment and it's really, it's a, a leap of faith. I would, I would guess, I mean, I'm not the one who's doing it, but I guess in a smaller scenario, if, if you, you're not raking in the money like Sony, you know, or something like that, like sure. it's, it's, it's a real investment and it's probably a real leap of faith to put your money into a movie budget that could cost millions and hope that that movie doesn't tank. Yeah. So, uh, the retaliators will be out in the spring. You said that is a more of a horror thriller movie. You guys are performing in the movie and then you'll also be on the soundtrack for snow babies, but you're not in the actual movie. Uh, but that one is already out, right? Yes, that's out already. You can get that on Amazon prime. And then, uh, to wrap it up, what is coming for from ashes to new after COVID subsides? 
um, kick-assery. Kick-assery. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, Hopefully a lot of fun, man. I really don't know. You know, it's like we've, we, like we said earlier, like we, we have been making plans. Um, but it seems like that's just a moving dartboard, you know? So it's like, we were actually supposed to, to go out and work in Los Angeles and, um, the end of this year and work on music and just write and do some stuff to record some stuff. But I'm, it's just not, doesn't look like those cards are, are falling in the right order right now. So it's, things are moving along or moving around. So, um, if it comes back soon, man, like I, I'm going to be like, you know, the kid in the candy store, kid on Christmas, you know, it's just going to be like Kevin McAllister when he's waving his arms around <laughs> in the air, running down the hallway after he puts aftershave on his face or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like that's, that. I think that's what you're going to see from a lot of bands. I think that's what you're going to see from a lot of fans. Like, I think we're at the point now as bands, fans and everybody involved, we need it. I don't think it's something that we want. I mean, it is something that we want, but you know what I mean? Like, it's something that we need. When you guys are, uh, I think I've seen, trying to make up the one or two more skillet shows, I think in, I saw in like February or March. Yeah, man. But again, that's, it, right. it was like, it was like, I think originally it was like July or something. I, I don't even pay attention. Honestly, I don't even pay attention anymore. Yeah. Um, I'll uh, get a phone call. You know what I mean? My agent, and you know, obviously, you know, um, my agent, will call management management will call me and say, Hey, this is, this is concrete. This is happening. This is what we're doing. Yeah. Um, but until, you know, I'm, I, I've, I've spent the last several months not trying to get my hopes up on anything because there's been multiple times of, of letdown. So, you know, it's just, uh, right now it's, it's kind of like when you're a kid and you ask your, your parents for a new PlayStation or something and they go, we'll see. And it's like, okay, you know, that's yeah. kind of how I feel right now. It's like, all right, mom and dad, I'm on the, I'm on the, we'll see. There's no, yes, there's no, no. We're in the land of maybe right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I think everybody's very excited to get back to work and, and uh, go see a show. And, you know, I've had to pick up a couple of hobbies because who knows when, when all this is going to be over. So. Yeah, man. It's but, wild, dude. Um, I don't, you know, I don't think I'll ever go back out on tour and go, I wish I was home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. that's the thing. It's a real thing. It's a love hate relationship. Like when you're at home, you're at home for too long and go, man, I wish I was on tour. And then you get out on tour, you're like, man, I wish I was home. And it's like maybe for the next solid couple of years when we start, I probably won't be going, man, I wish I was home. Because careful what you wish for. Yeah, I hope if if anything good comes out of this, I hope it's a you know there's a newfound appreciation for live music. <laughs> Hell uh, yeah, man! I think it's gonna be nuts, bro. Like it's gonna be. It's going to be crazy, and I, I can't wait till you know what, whatever it is that sets us on the the path to normalcy. I can't wait until it happens, man. We just get out there and fuck shit up. That's that's your answer right there. We talked about it for another five minutes, but your your shirt your short answer is what is from Ashes to New going to do when it goes back to normal? We're going to fuck shit, shit up. up. All right, well, Matt, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for coming on, and yeah. uh, we will be right back on the crash port. Hang on. <laughs> Be sure to like and subscribe to the show to keep these guys from having to get real jobs. Back now to the motherfucking Crash Report. All right, we are back here on the Crash Report. You can watch the show on YouTube, the video version. You can listen to the show on Apple, Spotify, pretty much anywhere else. Uh, Leave us a like and subscribe. 
Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening, leave us a five-star review. You can also check out Coral Gaming on YouTube, K-O-R-L Gaming. Uh, Trent, you brought this up during the quick break there, and I meant to uh, get to it, so I'm glad you reminded me. Mm-hmm. Uh, this past week, Spotify released the 2020 Wrapped. Yep. So maybe let's get our phones here. All right. Yeah, and let's do our top five. Top five uh, artists. Did I, didn't, didn't I send you a picture of mine last night? I thought I did. Did you? Maybe I didn't. Oh, I thought I did. No, you have been sending me uh, a lot of things. I guess I missed that one. He <laughs> was very sure to send me that he had 100 subscribers on Coral Gaming. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a nice milestone, man. That is, yeah, that is a milestone. <laughs> it's small, but it's a milestone. Uh, Coral Gaming, a.k.a. Chiz Plays 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. I don't even know how to do this fucking thing. Uh, where, where, oh, here we go. Uh, Trent, who is your top five artist for 2020? My top five artist. Can you guess the number one? Uh, well, of course, it would be uh, none other than Motionless and White. Yeah, absolutely. Motionless and White, baby. Love them. Motionless and White's number one. Let yep. me see if I can guess. I got to oh, hang on. How do you even find this? I don't even know how to find it. I mean, I, I screenshotted mine last night, so I know what my top five are for songs and artists. Really? Yeah. Um, I'm going to guess that Kane Hill is probably in there. Surprisingly not. Uh, ACDC, of course. Surprisingly not also. Oh, my God. Go ahead. Who is it? Who is in your top five? Uh, number one, Motionless and White. Two, Asking Alexandria. They had a new album out, and I listened to it a lot. That's why. I can't get into that band. I don't. You can never get into the bands I listen to, Logan. I don't understand. Well, it. they only have one song that I like. Which one's that? Now You're American Average? No, I don't even know what that is. What the, um, how do you not know what that one is? Uh, hang on. Let me let me see who it is, what it is. I think it's, is it maybe Moving On or something? Do they have a song called Moving On? Yeah, that was from their last album, I think. It was like, I don't know, three, four years ago? Uh-huh. I think that was the one that I liked. It had it was more like radio rock. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Because uh, I love radio. I'm a sucker for radio rock. Yeah, see, I think that's the difference. Like, I like radio rock, but I don't, like, fall in love with it. Uh, I, mean? I love Nickelback oh, and all so that So do stuff. I. <laughs> so good. I'm glad we could say we love Nickelback now. Hopefully nobody judges us with uh, Trapped being the most hated band in the world now. <laughs> well, I'm trying to find my top artists, and I can't. But I will tell you this. Can you guess my top three songs for the year? I don't think you, I think you will be shocked by number three. Is Molly Crew in there? No. Really? No. Oh, shit. I don't even think they're in my top ten. Uh, Godsmack? No. No? I'll tell you what, it's, it's a band that we saw together with Hunter. Oh, crazy. Or no, 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 I guess no, Hunter wasn't there. I'm sorry. It was the night we went to the lamppost at like four in the morning. Lamp post, yeah. It's uh the song is ninety six quite bitter beings from CKY. Oh, okay. That is my number one song of the year. That's a fucking classic, dude. I jam out to that anytime I hear it. <laughs> number two is Slipknot Unsainted. Okay. okay. Number three, I think, is gonna throw you for a real loop. Okay. Uh this guy that uh Trent works for and I guess uh now I work for in another avenue. Uh Eric mm-hmm. would be very impressed. Because it is a Frank Sinatra song. 
Oh, I thought you were about to say Power Man 5000. <laughs> no, no. It is uh, That's Life from Frank Sinatra was my third most played song of the year. That's that's a shocker to me. I would have never guessed that. <laughs> All right, go ahead with your top five while I try to find mine. Uh, do you want me to finish out the top artists or the songs? Uh, artists. Motionless and White. So we, we Motionless and White. Yep, then Asking Alexandria. Yes. Black Veil Brides. Oh, my God. I don't know why All people right. hate on that band, man. They're so good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, Bad Omens, number four, and Sleeping with Sirens, number five. Remember when Bad Omens uh, dropped off that tour because their their <laughs> logo was too small? That so was they, the best thing they ever did. <laughs> and then, didn't they uh, sell a shirt like with their logo super tiny on it? <laughs> yeah, and I think they sold like a bunch of them. Yeah, I mean, seriously, that, that really put them in the news big time, and that was probably the best thing that they've done for their career. <laughs> all right, I think I might have found it here. Um, I just have to scroll through all this stuff. But um, I don't know. I, I, I uh, the, the thing that's weird about these 2020 rap or these rap things that Spotify does every year mm-hmm. is they put out all these genres that, you know, they'll be like, oh, you listened to 784 genres this year. And it's like, well, there's like, Ten genres. Yeah, I don't know where you're getting seven hundred and something genres from. It's like, what the fuck? I could only name maybe ten. <laughs> All right, I do have my top five artists. Okay. Number five is Wheeler Walker Jr. Okay. okay. Are you familiar with Wheeler Walker Jr.? We talked about him in the last podcast. That's all I know about him. From yes, the said. interview with Steel Panther because uh, yeah. he did that. He did that song. Uh, if you haven't checked out the first episode. Wheeler Walker Jr. is like the country version of Steel Panther. And he did a song. I did not know this until the interview. He put out a song. It's on YouTube called Steel Panther Fucked My Girlfriend, right? Uh huh. <laughs> that sounds like a song that he would write yeah. because he's the country version of Steel Panther. Mm-hmm. And in that interview, if you haven't checked it out, go check out our full interview with Sticks It In You from Steel Panther. Turns out that is an actual Steel Panther song with Corey Taylor singing but it's unreleased so somehow wheeler got a copy of it and uh did his own version of steel panther fucked my girlfriend also shout out to blabbermouth mm-hmm. for uh posting that article and featuring our interview uh with sticks it in you from steel panther yeah that's so fucking cool to see them uh put us in there <laughs> you really do got to check out wheeler walker though trent uh, apparently I have to. The dude sounds funny. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean he's. I mean redneck shit, and I sucked another dick last night, and I, <laughs> fighting, fucking farting. I mean it's funny. Him and Steel Panther, I have to listen to more. <laughs> he, it's great tractor pull music. If you're a fan of tractor pulls, <laughs> Wheeler Walker is great tractor pull music. Uh, number four <laughs> is Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Okay. Are you a Tom Petty guy, Trent? You don't strike me as a Tom Petty guy. Uh, I respect his music. I like some songs, but I've never. What are the songs that you like? Uh, Running Down a Dream. Uh huh. Uh, and probably like a couple there I can't think of. I'm not going to waste my time trying to think of his songs. So you you like a few songs so well that you can't even name them. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, our pal Tyler over here is diehard Tom Petty. He kind of looks like Tom Petty, too. (laughs) I always tell him, I said, Tyler, I think maybe your mother had an affair with Tom Petty because you look just like the guy. You know that you know that uh, stupid ass reface app where everybody's you know what I'm talking about a reface app. It's called yeah. We use like scan your face, and that's what it's called, right? It's reface, right? You scan your face, mm-hmm. and they put it on like clips of movies or music videos, whatever. You've never seen that? 
Oh, I've seen it. I just, I man, I will never download an app that's like scanning my face like that. It's like no. <laughs> well, I said, do you not have like Face ID on your phone or something? I've never used Face ID. It seems sketchy as fuck to me. You know. Uh no, I, I disagree. All right, but uh, you got to see this. Uh, you got to see this. Uh, my buddy Tyler did one with Tom Petty. Yeah. Put himself like in a Tom Petty video over Tom <laughs> Petty's face, and it's like you can't even tell that that. It's a reface app. I mean, he looks fucking like Tom Petty. Uh, kind of do. He kind of do. The more I look at he him, he kind of do. <laughs> yes, he kind of do look like Tom Petty, as Trent <laughs> so kindly put it. Uh-huh. Number three was Motley Crue. That's a shocker. <laughs> Why is it a shocker? You think it would be my number one? Yeah, I really would think. No, you know, I'm kind of tired one. of that band. You're getting tired of that band. Well, I love the band, but I am kind of tired of of their songs. For I've heard their songs for so long. I've kind of burnt myself out on them. Well, that's kind of how I am with ACDC. That's why they're not in my top five. But it's like anytime I can listen to them, it's like, yeah, I, I still love them as my number one artist, you know. But, you know, the thing with Motley Crue is, is uh, I can't even believe I'm saying this, but God, they just seem like assholes. I mean, they really <laughs> do. I, I mean, it, and it, it's a bummer because I love that band. And la- I've met Nikki Six twice. Nikki Six never came off as a dick. To the me. first time he was great, but I was like crying like a little bitch. Aww. I mean, I'm at the the uh, security guard. Mm-hmm. This big fucking dude. He comes up to me and he sees me like bawling my eyes out, <laughs> and he puts his arms around me and he goes, "Sir, are you okay?" <laughs> I was like, "Fuck, this is so embarrassing." How old were you that first time? I was like 16. That was my 16th birthday uh, gift. My okay. mom, my mom drove me to Philadelphia. Hey, I mean, I understand, man. I shed a tear the first time I met Motionless and Wood. Yes, of course. <laughs> Chris, Mo- Chris Motionless. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's what you should do is you should take that shirt and above balls just put Chris Motionless. He's <laughs> such a fanboy. I love them all, man. <laughs> uh, number, what was that? Number three? Yeah, that was number three. Number two is Slipknot. Okay, that's cool. And number one is Deftones. Okay, yeah. yeah number said- one artist of the year. Yeah, you said that you love Deftones. Did they have a new album this year? Did you say? Yes, Ohms. It's okay. hands down the album of the year. It's a great album. I haven't listened to it yet. How many minutes did you listen to Spotify this year? I listened for 49,179 minutes. Fuck if I know. <laughs> I have a, to go back in and look at it. It was a very long time. Uh, no, I, um, you know, Motley Crue. I, I love Motley Crue, but I just keep seeing things pop up in the news. And, uh, and I've heard stories of, uh, just people touring with them mm-hmm. and them getting treated like complete shit. Really? But, yeah. And it's, it, it breaks my heart. It really does. <sighs> That's such a shame, man. Like, it seems like Vince and like maybe Tommy, it's like, I feel like those two would be the bigger dicks than, you know, the guitar players in the band. Well, when I, uh, back in the day I booked a band, I don't want to say the name, mm-hmm. but they toured with Motley Crue and I asked them. Uh, how, how was it? Mm-hmm. And they said, uh, now I hope I'm recalling this correctly. Uh, Mick Mars is just weird as fuck, <laughs> which is not surprising. No. <laughs> Tommy Lee's cool. He just likes to party. Sure. Okay. I can N- see that. Nikki six is nothing but business. Okay. And yeah. I believe they said Vince Neil was like a dick. Yeah. Okay. But, that there, adds up. but there is the Godsmack story. That's, that's all, all over the place. I'm sure you can find it many videos on YouTube. Where, um, I guess they uh, they were the direct support band for Motley Crue on Crew Fest too. Mm-hmm. Did you go to that show? No, I missed the Crew Fest, man. Both of them. Yeah. 
That was a good one too. But they, I guess, uh, like they weren't even allowed like all access. Fuck. They had these little like generic fucking laminates made <laughs> on like a sheet of paper that just said support band or something. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm probably mixing up the story a little bit, but yeah. And it, I guess there was like all these different laminates, like, if you had this one, you could go there, but you couldn't go here. If you wanted to go there, you had to have another laminate for that. That sounds like a headache for security. It just sounds like a power trip. Yeah, that too. Uh, and it, it is a bummer because that is my all-time favorite band. Mm-hmm. But uh, oh, at, but back to meeting Nikki Six. The first time he was he was very nice. It was on his it was a book signing tour. Okay. So I met him at a bookstore in Philadelphia, and he was cool. And the second time I met him was at Rock on the Range in Columbus. Nice. With uh, he was with six a.m. Oh, okay. And uh, of course, I get so nervous. And it, both times I've met Nikki Six, I mean, I was so nervous. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. So I go up and I get this. Um, I think maybe I had a CD or something. I don't know, but yeah, because I think you had to buy a CD and you got a wristband to meet him. So I'm in line, and I, I finally get up there, and I didn't give a fuck about the. the I think the guitar player was up there, DJ Ashba. <laughs> Great guitar player, but I didn't give a fuck. Yeah. I was way more conservative than Nikki Six. Right. And he was like, hey, man. He goes, did, did you like the set? And I was like, yeah, it was it was cool. And I was like, dude, I was like, you know, Motley Crue, man, that's my all-time favorite band. Uh-huh. And he looks at me and he goes, and I was like, oh, all right, dick. That <laughs> was a fucking bummer. Like, you know, he was like, all right, get, get your crippled ass out of here. I don't give two fucks about you. <laughs> Fuck this cripple kid. Yeah, bring on the bring on the hotties. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I just uh, it was it was a bummer, man, because I I, I love that band so much, and and the second time he was a total dickbag. I guess it's true. Sometimes it's just better not to meet your heroes, you know, and just keep that great image in your head. Have you met any of your heroes? Uh, other I, than other than Motionless and White. Uh, not really. I mean, if, if I somehow met ACDC and Angus Young, that would be a dream, but. That's like my other hero band, you know? So you've never had any like bad experiences? Not not really. Not too much with bands. It's always been pretty good for the most part. I did have a uh, bizarre experience with, an, with a uh, very prominent 80s singer. Yeah. I don't want to say the name because maybe maybe he comes on this show. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. Oh, I'm sure yeah. you know yeah, what I'm talking I about. I know. <laughs> but he, so I, I go and, and pick him up at the hotel, and he walks out of the elevator. He's got his own T-shirt on. And it, it's the shirt says his name. It's not like he. It's not like Carrie King from Slayer wearing a Slayer shirt. Is that an ego or is that Laundry Day? Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, because he walks out, shirt says his name on it. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And we we go out to my car, and he stands there at the back seat, and he's he's got holding the door open, and he's just on his phone, and he doesn't say anything, and he goes, and then he finally yells into the car. He goes, "Kill the radio." So I turn, okay. yeah, I turn the radio, <laughs> turn the radio off and, um, he gets into the car and I start driving and I was like, Hey man, you know, how, how's, uh, how's it going? Mm-hmm. He's like, good. Give me fucking air. So okay. I'm like, all right. And, uh, you know, at this point I could tell he was already agitated with something. Yeah. So I didn't know, you know, I, I didn't want to blast the air too much. I didn't want to put, like, not enough on. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, well, what do you want? You know, medium, high, low? And he goes, dude, I don't fucking care. Just put the fucking air on. And I was like, oh, Jesus all Christ, right, man. all right, yeah, man. Take it easy, bro. <laughs> so we're driving down the road, 
And I uh, was like, yeah, I was like, you're probably not used to this place. I, I know you normally play Peabody's. You remember Peabody's in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, you know, this place uh, just, you know, probably not as great as Peabody's. Just so you know, it's it's a bit of a shithole. I was talking about the Alpos. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, I, was like, I mean, granted, Peabody's is a shithole, too. But I mean, yeah. But the production shit- of Peabody's is quite a bit better. Yeah. And he goes, oh, great. Thanks for the fucking warning, bro. And I was like, oh, my God, dude. Like, chill out. There's no making this guy happy. Right. <laughs> at this point. So, uh, also, uh, real quick, if you might see me on camera and like, what the fuck? Is this guy's teeth rotted out? I just have chew in. Just so you know, my teeth are now rotted out. <laughs> I remember one time I was at a family thing and my aunt's boyfriend's like, uh, what What happened to your teeth? And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, oh, dude, they're, are they, what's wrong with them? And I was like, I just got chew in. He goes, oh, okay. Anyways, so we, we get to the club, he plays the show, and my girlfriend at the time, she I think she was at work or something, she comes up, she wants to meet this guy. Mm-hmm. And um, so I go up to the tour manager, who, mind you, was a total dick. Okay. This guy, uh, he goes, he, uh, during the day, while we were doing load-in, mm-hmm. he goes, all right, he goes, tell all the local bands they can bring their gear in now. So all the local bands bring their gear in. Okay. And then as soon as the last band puts their last piece of gear inside the building. He goes, what the fuck? He goes, get all that shit out of here now. And I was like, dude, you just told me they can bring it in. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. And I was like, oh, my God, is this how it's going to go? That guy seriously almost got thrown out of the club. Holy Because he was, he was such a fucking dick. Anyways, but my girlfriend wanted to meet the singer. So I go up to the, uh, I think it was a tour manager or production manager or something. I was like, hey, uh, my old lady wants to, wants to meet him. Mm-hmm. Oh well, if you want to come on the bus, you gotta you gotta bring so, you gotta bring something. And I was like, all right, because you gotta get him some weed. So I was like, all right, okay, that, that's no problem. Uh-huh. So we make it happen, and we go on the bus, and we we sat there for like an hour and a half with this guy. Okay. And I mean, this guy is doing nothing but telling stories about himself, and he's like like slapping his own knee, right? Because he thinks he's so funny. <laughs> he's the shit. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I was like, uh, you know, thanks for coming out and playing, man. He goes, oh, thanks for having me. You know, I, I probably wouldn't ever play here again, but, you know, it was an all right time. And I was like, ah, you know, all right. All right, asshole. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes uh, meeting your heroes. Uh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say that guy is a hero of mine, but I am a big fan of that guy. Yeah. Uh, and I still am. I mean, uh, Trent, you and I just seen this guy together, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's is a, that who you were thinking about? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, we've seen him together, and he puts on a great show. He's 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 probably one of the, him and like Axl Rose to me are probably some of the last living like true rock stars. Yeah, you know, other than Angus Young too. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, meeting your heroes is is certainly not for the faint of heart. No, it is not. <laughs> um, I also had another guy, and then uh, I think Trent wanted to get into uh, some wrestling stuff. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we. Yeah, There's a big like news in the wrestling world, right? New signing to AEW. Yeah, man, Sting. Yes, uh, we'll get to that in a moment. Um, I did uh, back in the day. Also, I booked another show, and the guy. This was also at the Outpost, and they insisted that we remove the barricade uh, because the guy from said band would not perform if his boots weren't visible to the crowd the fuck <laughs> oh my god i know his, his boots his, his boots his boots were that important yes his boots <laughs> he would absolutely not play and they also made us completely get rid of the sound system um and bring in a brand new one 
we had to build a uh, maybe like a six by six stage extension. What the? fuck? This was all at the outpost. Jeez. This is the wildest, wildest fucking day of my life. Uh huh. But yes, yeah, so meeting your heroes not always great. Uh, Trent, what's going on in the wrestling world? Uh well, AEW just released probably their biggest signing yet with Sting. I don't know if you can even top that ever at this point. But yeah, AEW has Sting with the company now. He just made his premiere uh, this past Wednesday that we're recording this. I uh, I did watch the reveal or whatever you want to call it when he when he came out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, I hate how, I mean, I get it. It's a, it's all entertainment, but I, I hate how everybody acts like the announcers act like they just don't have a fucking clue. And they're <laughs> so shocked. Yeah, you know, They are very good actors. No wonder so many wrestlers get into acting. Oh yeah. I mean, that's a huge part of it is acting and being able to cut a promo and have those re- nice facial reactions and all that. It's just funny. Oh my God, Sting is here. I can't believe this. I mean, truly though, it's like everybody that's there is a wrestling fan. So there is that true excitement in their voice when they say that. Like, oh my God, it's Sting. Maybe, uh, maybe it's because I'm not a huge wrestling guy, but I thought he retired or something. No, he never really retired. He got injured in his last match with the uh, WWE and the doctor said he wasn't allowed to return until probably recently, I'm guessing. WWE probably didn't want to bring him back just because, like, oh, you know, we, we don't feel comfortable. Sting, I think, probably said, fuck that. I'm going to AEW and still wrestling. He doesn't care if he's 61 years old. He's going to wrestle. <laughs> well, it sounds like, or I guess it rather, rather it looks like, and I, I'm not an expert. or I'm, Yeah, I'm not an expert, not a diehard wrestling guy. This is just pure speculation. But it seems like AEW is going to overtake WWE. I, that's kind of how it's looking in my mind. If WWE doesn't change their shit real quick. I also noticed AEW looks like they're doing live events again. I think there was people in the audience when Sting came out. Uh, I think it's only in Jacksonville still. They're not traveling. It's only in. Right, but you can actually go watch. Right. There's Whereas ex- WWE, you can only watch on your computer. Right, at the like super. Uh, the Thunderdome. Super, yeah, the Thunderdome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you prefer, AEW or WWE? WWE. Uh, since AEW became a thing, I've become a much bigger fan of AEW. Does Chris Jericho own that? Or is he just, just uh, the, the the biggest wrestler they have over there? Well, I'd say Sting is the biggest wrestler they have now. <laughs> no uh, I don't know. Chris I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel like more people know Chris Jericho. Uh, I see. I think you're wrong on that Tyler, one. are you a wrestling guy? Do you know Sting? Do you know Chris Jericho? Who do you think is bigger? Yeah, I, I agree. See, I think even Jericho would say, like, no, Sting is, well, Sting course, is a legend. Uh, of He's course, Chris me. Jericho would say that. But Are you sure? Are you sure he would say it? Like, like, I, I think uh, I just think more people know Chris Chris Jericho. If you're if, maybe like. I if, mean, that guy's a, a fucking superstar. He is, but I think Sting will if always I went be to, a bigger legend. If I went to my mother, who is not a wrestling fan in the slightest, and I said, Mom, do you know who Sting is? She'd be like, oh, from the police? <laughs> I'm like no the wrestler and i'd pull show her a picture and she'd be like oh that looks like somebody in kiss she's sting is like the undertaker of wcw that's how big he is i i, I don't know about that i, I think, I think I, everybody knows the undertaker yeah and i think every wrestling fan knows who sting is <laughs> every uh, yes yes wrestling fan yes but i'm talking to appealing to a broader audience i think chris jericho is more of a household name <sighs> Maybe at this well, point, it doesn't but I, matter. I'm just who, saying from a wrestling standpoint, Sting will be above Jericho. I don't know. I thought always people always say Chris Jericho is like the GOAT. 
Uh, I mean, he's one of the greatest in my mind, but I don't think he would consider himself the GOAT. Who it? Well, it's not about what he considers himself to be. <laughs> did you watch that? Uh, this is a while ago, but did you watch that um, Chris Benoit thing on the Beyond the Ring or Beyond the Mat or whatever it's called? I haven't yet. Oh, the Dark Side of the Ring, I think it's called. I haven't watched it yet, surprisingly. Oh, my God. That was fucking nuts. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. I was actually in in Canada in Niagara Falls when I heard the news that, you know, with everything that happened with him and his family. Which yeah, is- it killed his whole family. Yeah, I was actually in Canada. It's just it was ironic because he's Canadian. I was just like, oh, oh wow, <laughs> there we go, uh, Stephen. If you're listening, there's your bombshell. <laughs> Trent was in Canada when a Canadian killed his entire family. <laughs> you wouldn't expect that from a Canadian, would you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the? Uh, there was a Jeff Hardy thing going on or something you wanted to talk about. Yeah, this past episode of uh, Raw, the finisher was him jumping off the top ropes to the outside onto onto a table, but it was lined up right beyond the steps. Mm-hmm. And when he did his uh, swanton bomb, his the back of his head hit the steps. Mm-hmm. Pretty scary looking situation, man. Right. Did you watch? Did you watch the video? I no, said, I did not. You watch didn't, it. Thanks, Logan. You didn't send me a video. I sent you both videos. You didn't send me a fucking video of anything. Yes, I did. No, the last thing I got was. Finally hit 100 subscribers on Coral Gaming. Check your phone. Check right, your phone I right now. I will check my phone right now. <laughs> and I'm telling you, let's see here. Um, no. I have. I literally have two YouTube links here that says we could bring up wrestling in the podcast with Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy. Where do you see this? I don't see these. I, I, I the, Let's see. Just copy Chiz. It's from it's from Tuesday. All at right, hang on. Here we go. Just copy Chiz. Here's uh, comments about Chiz. Are you looking at text? Or are you looking at messages on Facebook? I am looking at uh, messages on Facebook. Well, go to your text messages. Um. Oh, I I did see you did send me links. Yeah. Well, this is what happens with Trent. Trent <laughs> will send me a message at five in the morning because this guy stays up all night and apparently. Watches wrestling and plays video games all night long Uh, (laughs) because he has nothing else going on. And I wake up early, and the first thing I do when I wake up is change a diaper. (laughs) And by the time I'm up and moving, I have already long forgotten that you sent me a message. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, We need to have a folder, I think. We need to have like a Google Drive folder where where we can just drag and drop stuff Mm -hmm. so we can talk about it and make sure everybody sees it. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Anyways, Jeff Hardy, go on. Yeah, so with the Hardys, it seems like they both had scary instances this year, both of them hitting their heads on shit. It, Jeff hit, him, hit his head on the steps. Matt hit his head on the concrete, jumping off a fucking riser. That was even more scary. Did Jeff get his shit together? It seems like he has for the most part. Because it feels like at least once a year he's got a DUI or something. Yeah, did you see the storyline? They like they were like bashing him in a storyline with that. No, I, I don't. I honestly do not watch wrestling. Okay, well, Sheamus. Do you know who Sheamus is? Yes, I do know. I do okay. know who Sheamus is. Okay. Quick, quickly. I don't want to. I don't want to dwell on wrestling too long. Okay. Well, anyways, Jeff Hardy and Sheamus had a had a feud going, and the whole storyline was Sheamus basically just being like, "Oh, you're you're you had such a drinking problem," and they were like showcasing it, like, "Oh, haha," like, "Oh, you can't control yourself. You alcoholic. You druggy." It's just like, why the fuck are you? It was, I don't think any wrestling fan enjoyed seeing that from WWE. Well, it does seem like Jeff Hardy is always in the news for it, something. It does, but you don't put that in your wrestling story. I don't think that's good taste. 
You know, it just it's just kind of sad to go that route. The thing with the um, I can't even remember what the match was. It was I don't know maybe three sometime between like three and six months ago. I think maybe it was sooner than that. You know what? I think it was not Survivor Series, but maybe like the last pay per view that WWE had prior to that. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, anyways, mm-hmm. he had um, he got like his ear handcuffed to a fucking ladder. Yeah, I missed this pay per view. <laughs> that was like the most brutal thing I've ever seen. Because yeah. obviously the ladders are not steel ladders like they want you to believe. But that would still have to be incredibly painful. Yeah. And then I, you need to go back and see the what, what I was telling you earlier off off the podcast, like how he had the screw. Randy, I think it was Randy Orton had a screwdriver through his ear and just twisting it constantly. It, it was kind of like a really brutal scene to look at. What, what do you mean he had a screwdriver? I mean, the guy has huge gauge ears. Uh, what do you mean? Yeah, it's like you put it in and then you're just like constantly twisting it. Just cranking your ear. Mm. Yeah, it's it's kind of a gnarly scene to look at, from what I remember. I guess I'll have to check that out. I remember I was uh, working with Jeff Hardy for a moment, for a very brief moment. Very brief moment. <laughs> yes, uh, there was a. Uh, I work in the booking side of the music industry, and there was. I was working with Jeff Hardy for a brief moment, and then there's this uh, promoter, who started uh, poaching, basically stealing all of these random solo acts from people. Because I was on the promoter side, I was going to do a show with uh, Randy from the Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, and his agent got fired, and uh, it went. And the, this promoter guy had stolen him, and then shortly thereafter, we lost Jeff Hardy, and we had another wrestler, uh, Jake the Snake, mm-hmm. and uh, I think he got poached by the same guy. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> it is. The music industry is very. Uh, it's very cutthroat. But I'll tell you what, now more than ever, you know, it's easy to get jaded and burnt out. But now more than ever, I just want to go back to fucking work. It's been so long. Yeah, I hear you, man. <laughs> it's, it's been forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sure you miss going to shows because that's what keeps Trent alive. Yeah, seriously. Same with Dick Dick. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm surprised. I went to a drive-in show. Yeah. Did you know I went to a drive-in show? I, did, I don't think I knew this, no. I saw Aaron Lewis and Sully Erna from Godsmack. Oh, okay. And uh, I'm I'm shocked that Dick Dick wasn't begging to go, uh, but uh, yeah, both you and Dick like need live music to survive. Which see, is, see those like live things where you're like those drive-in concerts. It don't, it doesn't seem like it would be the same to me. Like, oh, I it was get, fucking terrible. It was horrible. Yeah, I want to get the same feeling of going to a real concert. Oh, it was one of the worst things. I mean, it, they sounded all right, but you couldn't hear anything. I don't think the venue was properly prepared. Oh, and I mean, it was acoustic in a parking lot. Uh huh. And that there was like no sound. I mean, you could not hear. I mean, you could have a whispering conversation with somebody and still be able to hear each other crystal clear. That's how fucking quiet it was. Yeah, that sounds fucking terrible. <laughs> the only time you could somewhat hear was when they were actually performing, but they you like kept doing this banter mm-hmm. in between songs, and you could not understand what they were saying. So I do not <laughs> recommend driving shows. Hell no. Uh-huh. Um, Trent, we do need to do the one chip challenge uh, here soon. Everybody has told me that uh, you need to do the one chip challenge. What? Who's who's everybody? Your brother and your brother's one friend. I think we need to save it for like a special moment, though, not just do it out, out of nowhere. I agree. The last episode of 2020. I don't think that's a big enough reason to. Uh, to end the shittiest year in human history. Yeah, let me die <laughs> right at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's all, I mean, that's what this year is leading up to, right? I'd rather not. <laughs> uh, you can watch the Crash Report on YouTube, and you can also listen to the show on Spotify, Apple Music, and a number of other places. 
go ahead and leave us a like and subscribe. Uh, leave us a review if you're listening to the audio version. Also, give a subscribe to Coral Gaming, K-O-R-L, to watch Trent play not only backyard sports, but also Nicktoons Racing. And whatever else the fuck I feel like playing. Because, boy, <laughs> that's what I feel like doing on a Friday night. Oh, let me watch uh, Coral Gaming play some Nicktoons Racing. You, you laugh at my stuff. You admit it. You, you laugh your ass off sometimes. Uh, sometimes I, it is funny. It, it is funny. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, thanks for listening. Go ahead and leave us a like and subscribe. Oh, also next week, um, we will be back on Tuesday next week with Morgan Rose from Seven Dust promoting his uh, latest, well, his only solo album, solo de- uh, debut EP. It came out on Black Friday. It's a great record. He will be on the show next week. Uh, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you next Tuesday for episode number three of the Crash Report. Trent, anything, any final words? Uh, I don't think so, man. Just thanks, thank you for everybody that's watched and hitting subscribe and liking all that shit. Hope you come back next week. All right. Thanks for listening. It's the Crash Report. See ya. We'll see you next time on the Crash Report. While you wait, make sure to like and subscribe to the show, damn it. Thanks for listening. Thank <laughs> you.